Coming off last week's 37-13 loss to Fairfield, the Princeton Vikings find themselves in exactly the same spot in their quest for a first playoff appearance since 2007, sitting number six in the Division I Region 4 Harbin ratings tonight. They'll try to take another step forward towards that first playoff berth in 12 seasons as they take on the winless Oak Hills Highlanders. Good evening, everybody. From Oak Hills High School, I'm Richard Skinner, along with producer-engineer Zach Waddell as we bring you Princeton Vikings football here on ESP Media. Princeton sits at 4-3 and three after that loss last week, 2-3 and three in the Greater Miami Conference. None of that really matters. What matters is where they sit in the Harbin ratings, which is 6th, where 8 teams in the division will make the playoffs. A win tonight won't get them many second-level points, in which you get some accrued points for uh, teams that the opponent you beat beat because Oak Kills is winless, but it will give them some decent first-level points because it's a Division One opponent. Oak Hills comes in, as I mentioned, 0-7, and they have been very offensively challenged this year, averaging just 7.4 points per game and only 139 yards per game total offense, including a scant 14.3 yards per game through the air. They've gone to the wing T. They haven't run it very well out of the wing T, averaging just 3.2 yards per rush and just 124.7 yards per game overall. And certainly passing-wise, if Oak Hills gets behind tonight, it could be very, very tough sledding. Prince, as I mentioned, comes in with a record of 4-3. and three. There are three losses to Sycamore, the disappointing game in Week 3, 16-13. That was their first loss of the year. Then played Colerain fairly tough, losing 23-14. Cardinals sitting at 6-1 and one going into tonight, and undefeated in the Greater Miami Conference. And last week against Fairfield, which has already clinched a playoff berth. And the Indians sit undefeated at 7-0 and overall and 5-0 and, and in the GMC. So the Princeton Vikings have a golden opportunity tonight to get to 5-3. and three take a big step and then really lay it in the hands of probably winning one of the last two games both of which will be at home the first of which next week against Lakota West and then the final game against sub 500 Basin so a win tonight puts Princeton in a very good position to break that long skid of not making the playoffs at 12 straight seasons we'll take a timeout when we come back we'll hear from the superintendent of schools at Princeton Tom Burton and Rob Ebel with their weekly podcast and kickoff is just around the corner it's Princeton and O'Kills from O'Kills and this is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, and it's powered by Sidearm Sports. Getting answers, finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Welcome into the studios of ESP Media. I'm Rob Ebel with First and Ten with the Superintendent Tom Burton. Every Friday we huddle up with Tom on the latest with Princeton Schools. Tom, how are we doing this week? Tremendous. It's been a great week. That's great. That is fantastic. we got some fall football weather in the air. It's going to be a beautiful night at uh, Oak Hill Stadium for the Vikings to go get a victory. Uh, but before we talk football, last week we, we – discussed a little bit about partnerships uh, with uh, businesses in your district and the importance of that and what that means to pull everybody together to have businesses along with Princeton City Schools. And I know we wanted to continue that conversation because you you've uh, been able to uh, secure another new uh, partnership. And uh, I'll give you the floor, Tom. Well, thanks, Rob. You know, uh, one of we've been very intentional with our work with developing business partnerships, and specifically um, with those businesses that are close to us and also have connections with us. So we have 412 unique business partnerships. They're all listed on our website. We're really excited to do to have these again these unique partnerships. So with these 
partnerships we have students that actually are able to get out into the businesses with job shadowing experiences, internships, apprenticeships, as well as paid positions. It takes a little bit different thinking. Sometimes we are still archaic in our thinking, but we've kind of flexed some schedules, really met the students' needs, and most importantly, met the needs of the businesses. So we're, we feel like we have a great business partnership program. We have a next breakfast coming up November 6th. Anybody who's listening is welcome to attend, 8 o'clock at Princeton High School. Tom, can they get in more information on uh, the Princeton uh, website in case uh, they have questions or anything like that? Thanks, Rob. Yeah, they, they absolutely Yes, they can. If they just go to www.princetonschool.net, yes, sir. They, can find the, they can find the invitations. Perfect. And I know uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the partnership with uh, Jake Sweeney and the great signage and branding at the stadium. And uh, we're excited to have a special guest today on, on our podcast, uh, First and Ten with a Super. And, Tom, why don't you in- introduce our special guest? Okay, all right. Well, I'm really excited that Zach Sweeney is able to join us today. He's been a great business partner, and it's just a great partner in general for the Vikings for a long, long time. And, you know, Zach was a heck of a football player at Princeton and at University of Cincinnati. And, uh, uh, Zach, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate being part of the uh, the uh the, situ- the new situation at Princeton is great. Exciting stuff, guys. Uh, Zach, talk to us about the importance with inking that partnership with Princeton City Schools and elaborate a little bit about your great experience at Princeton High School. Well, to start off, uh, you know, the Sweeney family's been in the uh, Springdale, Tri-County area uh, since 1970 um, and uh, have many employees that are graduates of Princeton. Uh, many ch- children of the employees are graduate are, are graduates of the the Vikings um, Princeton High School and in uh, um, the, the the surrounding communities are the ones that surround the dealership that support us and our business and and we feel it's it's it was just an an easy uh, given that we give back to the community and, and the best way to do that is to uh, you know get back to the to the the high school that meant so much to me and, and and my younger brother who's a graduate there and uh, it's just a perfect partnership it really is and and, and what a wonderful uh, place what a wonderful place for diversity and 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 wonderful programs there I mean it's just uh, there's nowhere else like it and we're proud to be a part of the Princeton tradition and Princeton High School well that's, my that's awesome favorite place. that's that's awesome Tom how about you how about the importance of uh, Jake Sweeney and the dealer, the auto dealership uh, association with Princeton City Schools. Well, if for anybody out there who's ever had experience with Jake Sweeney, you know it's been a great one. Uh, you know who they are, how they carry themselves. It's really important to us. You know, we don't want to have a partnership with people that they're going to do things the wrong way. They do things the right way uh, from start to finish. You know, you get greeted there with smiling faces and people who want to help uh, you get into your next vehicle or if there's any, you know, service requirement. And that really kind of struck me when I went in there to see Zach, Josh, and other people that were there. Everybody was so engaging. And that's what we try to emulate at Princeton, that engaging experience. When you walk in the door, you feel like you're almost at home. 
Pretty exciting stuff. And I know uh, the signage on the scoreboard, jakesweeney.com, right next to uh, Pat Mancuso Field. It looks great. It's easy to access uh, the website to see all the great things that are going on at Jake Sweeney. And uh, what a super partnership and uh, fantastic. So, Zach, have you been uh, following the Vikings? And uh, they're uh, to talk about uh, have you been to a game? And several games we actually um host the tailgate every week there um trying to build a little bit of a uh of a uh almost gcl type uh atmosphere in the gmc in the gmc for the vikings um mike daniels uh believe it or not uh i was a big fan of his back in the day and uh when he played uh the head coach and he actually uh i i gave him his first job out of college uh selling cars for us so He's got a mini fan base here. A lot of the people that are uh, uh, worked with Mike are still with me, and uh, we support Mike and everything he's trying to do for Princeton to uh, bring back the, the great tradition of winning and, and GMC championships and whatnot. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, um, I'm very, very close to the Vikings. Follow them very, uh, very much, and uh, and uh, proud to be, uh, like I said, proud to be a supporter of the uh, of the of the program. Zach, one of the things I wanted to talk with you about in a, with these 412 businesses that partnership with uh, Princeton schools, how important is that? And when you see a resume or get contacted about a Princeton student that's interested in job sharing and coming on, that's got to be exciting for you to continue that legacy with the association of uh, Jake, uh, Jake Sweeney and uh, Princeton High School. Absolutely. I mean, we've been... I'm a fourth generation in the car business, and uh, we've been in business over 100 years now. And I think everything starts back in your community. If your community supports you, uh, it makes uh, doing business a whole lot easier. <laughs> sure. Uh, it makes your advertising cost less. And, uh, you know, it, it, with such great communities around us, I mean, what, you know, why go out any further than, than right here in the, in the Princeton City School District? I mean, it's, it's, that's our... Uh, you can't take people care of the people in your backyard. Who can you take care of, right? Right. Tom, anything to add on that before we talk football for tonight? Well, I think that uh, you know, as Zach mentioned every week, you know, he's he's great. You know, brings the shamrocker out there. And That's great. Rocks the whole parking lot and just provides every, all that for free for the entire community to enjoy. And it really is pull the community together. And so I would just encourage anybody coming to the next home game when we play Lakota West to come in out and just kind of enjoy the fan locker and come out and meet Zach. Uh, I, I think they're going to enjoy the experience and, and um, you know, again, just kind of take in the whole fight nation. Yeah, it's outstanding. Well, let's talk football tonight. Uh, the Vikings travel over to Oak Hills High School. Uh, Vikings are 4-3 and three on the season and would love to get that fifth win and. uh uh, should be able to go go over and, uh, and get that victory on Ebenezer Road. Zach, your thoughts on tonight's game? You know, once again, I think it comes down to uh, execution with the Vikes. You know, if they do everything they're supposed to, uh, you know, I think uh, when you line up, line up across the the uh, Highlanders from Oak Hill, but I think we out outsize them definitely, and uh, and out you know we we've, we've got more speed. It's just a matter of you know, doing the small things. And, executing. You know, executing and uh, not, you know, not turning over the ball and uh, playing strong defense. And I think it should be a, it should be a win for the Vikes. 
The, uh, if you're not uh, traveling over to Oak Hills tonight, we'll have the broadcast, vikenation.org. Richard Skinner will deliver all the play-by-play at 7 o'clock. Uh, but if you are traveling over, there will be tickets available at the gate. Uh, Tom, any last thoughts on tonight's game? Well, you know, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about tonight's game, but also I'd be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, last week's game certainly didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. Very competitive, had, had to lead briefly, and then... Close at halftime. Floodgates kind of opened up. Yes. Uh, but I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about our great homecoming. That whole week was amazing. We had a tremendous homecoming parade. Uh, Sweet Automotive Group provided 11 vehicles for us. The kids rode in with adults driving them, and it was it was just fantastic. We had, we're, we're, our marching band was in the Blink Parade. We had a great homecoming dance. It was awesome. So three out of four things were tremendous. Friday night wasn't so good. So tonight we're going to... Four quarters, baby. Four quarters. Four quarters. We had a great week of practice and, um, you know, looking forward to putting everything together and hopefully get ready for this playoff run. Sounds great, guys. Well, uh, Zach, I appreciate you taking the time and talking about all the great things with your partnership with Princeton High School. Tom, we'll touch base next week, and it's uh, a great podcast, and let's uh, root on the, the Vikings tonight with a win, and uh, we'll touch base next week. Absolutely. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Tom. You guys have a great week. Thank you very much. This is Rob Ebel, Tom Burton, and Zach Sweeney. Coming up next is the kickoff from Richard Skinner right here at vikenation.org. This is Jerry Snodgrass, Executive Director of the Ohio High School Athletic Association. One of my long-standing goals is to help people understand that high school sports are about so much more than wins and losses. The OHSAA promotes education-based athletics, where sports are an extension of the classroom. Our schools all want to win. There's no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, it's all about sportsmanship, leadership, and making certain that academics are a priority. Thank you for your support of high school sports in Ohio. Welcome back here to Oak Hills High School. I'm Richard Skinner along with producer-engineer Zach Waddell as Princeton gets set to take on Oak Hills. The Vikings come in at 4-3, and three, number 6 in the region in the Harbin ratings, which puts them in the playoffs. If the playoffs started today, Oak Hills with an 0-7 record, a team that has really struggled offensively to this point. They've scored on the season just 52 points, and in GMC games have been outscored 187-42. to 42. Both teams are already out of the field. Oak Hills, the home team, is in all-black uniform tops and bottoms with red numerals on the back trimmed in white, white helmets with the OH logo on the side of it and the O and the H in silver trimmed in a little bit of black. Prince of the Night comes out in white uniform tops, red uniform bottoms with red uniform numerals. They are trimmed in a little bit of uh, a little bit of black and of course the red helmet with the Viking insignia in white on the side. Oak Hills won the toss and deferred so Princeton will be on offense first. It is a very nice night for high school football. Temperatures in the mid to low 50s. They probably won't vacillate from that point. No wind to speak of and clear skies. So this should be a game that is devoid of any weather issues. And that's a good thing as we sit here with just really three weeks remaining in the regular season. And Oak Hill's in need of a, or rather Princeton in need of a win tonight to continue its march towards the playoffs. It will be the Vikings first since the 2007 season. Oak Hill's already out on the field, getting set to kick things off. And Princeton will send Leroy Bowers and D'Angelo Foster back deep. We would presume that's who've been back there all season long, and they do go back. Caleb Crawford also back there as an up guy. 
along with Sterling Burkhalter. We saw Burkhalter return a couple of kickoffs last week in that 37-13 loss to Fairfield when they tried to keep the ball away from the deep guys. It'll be Jacob Autre to kick it off. He also plays some wide receiver on offense as a senior. They recognize some senior sports athletes tonight here at Oak Hills for their senior night in different sports. Football was not included among them. I believe tennis was one. These girls' tennis was one. Cross country was one as well. So we're about set for high school football action. Very, very sparse crowd tonight, as you can imagine. They move on the football, and Autry skims it along the ground. It's going to be picked up by Crawford at the 25. Tries to angle right at the 30. He's tackled right in his tracks at the 32-yard line. Has really good special teams coverage down there. Nate Ogg with the tackle. The Princeton will start first and 10 from its own 31-yard line. Vikings up front. It'll be Vincent Mundlin Jr. at the right tackle. The left tackle will be Paris Johnson. The center, Devon Neal. It'll be Quincy Hughes at the right guard spot. And we'll check on the left guard for you here in just a second. As let's see who lines up at the left guard spot tonight. Yep, actually it's gonna be Brandon Williams again at the left guard spot. First down out of the shotgun, snap goes to Horton trying to run left and he is gonna be snowed under back at his 25 yard line. Just a direct snap to the quarterback and Oak Hill's got great penetration. Leading the way for the Highlanders was Tyler Todhunter along with 40 Sebastian Bockler, two linebackers. Loss of five on the first down snap, and Horton lost his helmet. He's gonna have to come out for a play, and Dorian Durham will come in to replace him. Again, O'Kill's winless. It's a program that's had a hard time over the years getting on track, just one playoff appearance all time under the great Steve Sheehan, who had great success as head coach at Cape. Before that, also coached at Withrow, but O'Kill's for many years just cannot get the program off the ground. Kills came out of the huddle with 12 players, but they didn't call it. Here's a snap and a handoff straight ahead. James Price running room 30, 35, cuts outside of the 40, 45, and all the way to the 50-yard line, and that was not James Price. That was Ari Turner who's in the game at the running back spot. He rips off a long run of 24 yards up to the 49, and it's a first down, Princeton. They ran a little trap inside, and Ari Turner will now go out of the game. Rips off a big run, so first down, Princeton on the opening possession in its own 49-yard line. Burkhalter, Harris go wide left, D'Angelo Foster wide right. They line Matthews on a wing to the left. <coughs> Horton in the shotgun by himself, now in motion goes Foster going left, they hand it off to him on a jet sweep, trying to get to the corner, running left, goes to the 50, inside the 50 to the 45, and he's grabbed there and pushed back after another solid gain. It's about a six yarder, it was Logan Heeman who made the stop for Oak Hills, but not before D'Angelo Foster on the jet sweep going left, picks up six yards on first down. Again, very nice night for high school football. We are about mid-50s, got the coats out. We're broadcasting outside tonight, but it is a comfortable night to do so. Off the hash mark to the left. Wide receivers each way, wing back to the right. Turner in there again at running back, gets the handoff running straight ahead and not gonna get much. A couple down to the 43 before Todd Hunter, the linebacker, along with Tyler Jones, another linebacker made the stop. So he'll get two down to the 43. It'll be third and two Princeton from there as we played about two minutes on the opening drive of the game. Not a lot of Princeton faithful have made the seat their way over here tonight, kind of a friends and family night, so hopefully you're listening wherever you are. Princeton, by the way, going left to right in this opening quarter as you look at your listening device. Snap to Horton, high snap, takes it, has the first down to the 40 and spins his way to the 39-yard line. Number eight, Mike Horton. It was Logan Victory that time that out of the secondary, a 5'10", 155-pound senior that made the tackle, but not before MJ Horton gets four, and that's a Princeton first down. 
Orton on the season, the leading rusher for this Princeton football team, came in with 578 yards. The next was Price with 232 and Thomas Boyd with 221. So he is the leader by far. First down Princeton from the Oak Hills 39. Two wideouts left, one to the right. Now here comes Matt Foster coming around the outside. They fake it to him, give it a trade ahead. Turner got some running room down to the 31-yard line. Number 30, Turner. They fake the jet sweep. The Matthews going, or Foster going right-handed off to Turner. And again, it was Logan Victory to make the stop, but not before a pickup of eight yards. Princeton, after that initial play where Horton took the snap and tried to run a quarterback sweep going right, and they dropped him for a loss of five. They picked up nothing but positive yardage since. Harris. And Foster come out wide right, Foster in the slot. Burkhalter wide left, Horton just gonna take the snap, run it straight ahead, has some running room across the 30, angles outside at the 25, still on his feet, heading to the sideline at the 20, 15, and runs out of bounds down at the 14 yard line. They'll mark him actually at the 15. He was chased out of bounds by Ian Schaefer, but not before a nice gainer. Down to the Oak Hills 15 yard line. So Princeton on the opening drive of the game, knocking on the door very quickly, all on the ground at this point. Off the hash mark to the right. Coming out wide right is Harris, the short side of the field. They got a bunch formation, very tight to the left. And Burke Coulter out there by himself. Here's a snap, Horton turns, hands it off. It's Turner and he runs runs through a tackler actually. He's gonna be swallowed whole at about the 15 yard line but scored it through to about the 14. He ran right through the tackle of Matthew Hodges. Kind of squirted through him but he picked up a couple to the 13 yard line where it'll be second and eight. Good opening drive for Princeton. Like to take a team that's 0-7 like Oak Hills and punch them in the mouth right off the bat. Try to put them away early. Wideouts left and right. Matthews is on a wing left. Math or Tamir Matthews in the game at the tight end spot. Here's a handoff. Turner cuts outside of a block, tries to dance inside the 10, does so to the 9, and maybe fell forward to the 8. Might have even gotten to the 7 as he was tackled by Jaden Bodie. A couple of yards shy of the first down, but it'll be third and, call it three. Now make it third and two, now make it third and three, excuse me. Third and three, Princeton from the Oak Hills eight yard line. Played a little over four minutes on the opening drive. Burkhalter wide left, that's the short side of the field. Harris wide right, the open side. On a wing to the left, lining up that way is Jamar Matthews. Tamir Matthews, the tight end right. Hand off it goes. Straight ahead, Thomas Boyd the game. Inside the five and into the end zone for the touchdown. Thomas Boyd's first carry of the game. They needed three. He got eight and a touchdown, and Princeton has jumped on top 6-0. Impressive opening drive, 70 yards, all on the ground. And that even started with a five-yard loss on first down. So totally, they got 75 yards rushing on that drive. It'll be, let's see who's kicking here tonight. Actually got a completely new kicker there. Robert Rutherford will come on and attempt the point after. I don't think that's Rutherford. That's Rutherford's number, but excuse me, that, that's gonna be Michael Everson. They just changed numbers and he bangs it through. So Princeton on the opening drive, draws first blood. 7.35 to go first quarter. Princeton 7-0 kills nothing. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. At Robert Half, we know finding the right employees is a job in itself, and it's a job we love. You see, Robert Half isn't just a staffing firm. We're people, people who believe in finding the right people to fit your company's needs. Because employees who are a good fit are more productive, more engaged, 
finding a great candidate isn't easy. But at Robert Half, we know it's possible. Robert Half, the experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Learn more at roberthalf.com slash radio. Well, Princeton wanted to shake the cobwebs loose in that 37-13 disappointing loss to Fairfield. Not the fact that they lost it, but simply the way they lost it after leading late in the first half and really being dominated in the second half. They did a great job on that opening drive to do so, marching 70 yards all on the ground. And the eight-yard touchdown run by Thomas Boyd has Princeton on top of Oak Hill, 7-0. It'll be Hayden Cobbs to kick off back deep. It'll be Kyron Johnson, Logan Heyman. Heyman to the near side. Johnson to the far side. For whatever reason, Michael Everson wearing number 33. That was the number of Robert Rutherford who got hurt earlier in the year. And I think it's Michael Everson. That's who it looked like certainly kicking the extra point. He's done it most of the season. Cobbs moves on the football. It's a line drive kick that's going to be fielded at the 10-yard line by Robinson. Runs across the 15-20 and gets to the 23-yard line and is slung down right there on a great open field tackle by Juan Jarrett. So Oak Hills, which has been extremely offensively challenged. It is incredible. Averaging just 139 yards total offense, 7.4 points per game. Been shut out the last two weeks. Lakota West got them two weeks ago, 35-0. East got them 41-0. They were also shut out early in the year by East Central, 28-0, and they scored only seven against East Central. They're going to operate out of the spread here, out of the pistol formation. Taking the snap and handing it off straight ahead and coming across the 25 to the 26 yard line is the running back, Aaron Frick. Devin Holt getting the start tonight again at quarterback. On the stop, number nine, Leroy Bowers. Leroy Bowers with the snap for Princeton. Likes up seven, nothing. First drive for O'Kills in the football game. They send a trip set to the right. Again out of the pistol, Holt has Brock behind him. Takes the snap, fakes it. Gonna try to keep it around the right side. He has some running room, breaks a tackle, 30. Cuts left side, 35, 40. In the clear, 45, 50. It's gonna be a foot race at the 40. He's not gonna win it. He's gonna finally be brought down all the way at the 20-yard line. Boy, what a nice run by the quarterback, Devin Holt. And finally, Kevin Suttles was able to run him down at the 20-yard line. But he rips off a huge game for a team that's offensively challenged. That's a big chunk run right there. And he did it by breaking a tackle right at the line of scrimmage. Coming into tonight, Holt was the leading rusher on this team with 277 yards on 72 carries. Frick, the running back, 249, but on 85, that's less than three yards of tote, but a big gainer right there. Off the hash mark to the left. Here's a snap. They hand it off. It's Frick running left, and he's got room inside the 20 down to the 17-yard line. John Harris, Todd Harding, Christian Kilgus dixon combined on the stop. Good gain of five yards on first down for Oak Hills, trying to answer the Oak Hills, or trying to answer, excuse me, the Princeton touchdown drive. That run, by the way, covered 56 yards, I believe. Off the hash mark to the left again. Two, a one receiver wide left, two wing backs lined up side by side to the left. Here's a snap back, it's Holt gonna run off left guard to the 15, and he's gonna be wrestled back there. Harding grabbed him. Kilgus Dixon, Harris, Suttles all there. They'll be about three yards short of the first down. It'll be third and three for Oak Hills from there. They played halfway through this first quarter and neither team's thrown a pass yet. And Oak Hills doesn't want to. They've just 11 of 50 
eight passing on the year. No touchdowns, six interceptions. Three receivers go wide right. Out of the shotgun with a running back to his right. Holt takes the snap, going to run it straight ahead. He's not going to get there. Got a yard, no more. Jaheim Thomas, the Cincinnati-bound linebacker, was there to stack him up first. He'll be about a yard and a half shy of the first down at the 14, and now fourth down and decision time for Kyle Prosser. And I'm going to guess when you're 0-7 and you're having a hard time scoring, on fourth and about two from the 14, you'll go for it. And that's what they'll do. So fourth and two. Three receivers go wide right the open side. Frick to the right of Holt, who's in the shotgun. Princeton with a five-man front. They takes the snap, fakes an option going right. He's going to be snowed under, not going to make it. It was Darian Henry, Jaheim Thomas, and John Harris, who were all there to stack him up in an O-Kills drive that had promise. Thanks to the long run by Holt, is snuffed out on fourth down, and Princeton will get it back up 7-0 with 4.46 to go in this opening quarter. That was not a great play design. Looked like he kind of half faked an option going right, but really never strung it out. He cut it up right away, and Princeton wasn't fooled. They had three guys right in his face. So the Vikings will start on their own 16-yard line. They got Harris going wide right, Burkhalter wide left. See where they line up. Jamar Matthews, he'll line up on a wing left. They do have a tight end in the game. Out of the gun, Horton takes the snap, hands it to Turner, running straight ahead, gets some good blocking across the 25 and all the way to the 27-yard line. That's a first down. 30, okay, some great blocking up front by that Princeton front, really pushing Oak Hills around. And that's been a real bugaboo of this Princeton team of showing some physicality up front, but they did it right there. A nice gain of 11 yards and a first down Princeton at its own 27. Again, Rodney Harris, who's made some nice catches this year, goes wide right, Burkhalter left. Foster in a slot left. Now he comes in motion coming right. They will fake the jet to him. Horton going to try to run it straight ahead, and they didn't fool him. They're going to lose a yard. Number eight, my Jaden Horton, the ball carrier. He was snowed under three defenders back there. The Matthew Martin hitting first. Matthew Martin and number 64, DJ Shaw. Loss of a yard. Make it two. They mark him back at the 25. I thought he at least got to the 26. Approaching four minutes to go in a very quick first quarter. Neither team's thrown a pass. Second and about 12, Princeton. Turner to the left of Horton in the gun, takes the shotgun snap, hands it to Turner, straight ahead he comes, and he's going to be stopped at about the line of scrimmage, might have squeezed out a yard. Number 30, nice Turner tackle right in the hole by Sebastian Bockler. Number 40, Sebastian Bockler. He got back to the line of, the original line of scrimmage, the 27, so now Princeton faced with third and 10 from its own 27-yard line. Maybe the first pass of the day here for MJ Horton, who has not thrown the ball particularly well this season. Harris comes right, Burkhalter left. They put Jamar Matthews, or make it Foster on a wing. No, it is Matthews in a wing, or in a slot left. He comes in motion, coming right. Fake it to him, Horton drops the throw. Gonna fling it deep up the left side for Burkhalter. Way overthrown, incomplete. And Prince will have to punt the football away. Number eight, there is a flag perhaps in the secondary. No, I think it's just a towel that's back there. I thought for a second it was the same thing, but they say nope. Tamir Matthews into punt. 18, it's been an adventure at times on snaps. Logan Heyman drops back. He stands at about his own 38. Tamir Matthews, who plays some tight end on offense, stands back at his own 12 yards line to catch the snap. Snap is a pretty good one, and Matthews gets away a bad kick off the side of his foot. It's going to bounce at the 45 in Princeton territory, roll forward luckily, and be down at the 49 in Oak Hills territory. So Princeton on its second possession after marching right down the field. They get a first down and then have to punt it away. 
Ohio kills will start its second possession on its own 49-yard line, but the Vikings lead it 7-0. And not a huge crowd here tonight for this one. Oak Hills fans didn't turn out a whole lot for their 0-7 football team, and only a handful of smattering people came from the Princeton community, but hopefully, again, you're listening to us tonight. Hopefully, you can make it out for the final two home games against Lakota West and Mason, which could be some playoff implications. Double slot each way, no running back in the game, so an empty backfield. And Brock takes the snap, looks, he's in some pressure. He's gonna be snowed under at the 44 yard. It didn't go down, wrapping him up, two, and then finally Devin just Holden laying him down was John Harris, as John Devin Holt had no chance on that one. He took the snap, and Harris was right in his face, and he loses four yards on first down. So second and 14. Can't emphasize what a nice night it is tonight. It is just beautiful. Temperature in the mid to low 50s, no wind. Clear night. Out of the pistol set, hands it off to Frick, running off right guard. He runs right into Big Darian Henry, the Ohio State bound tackle, and he slammed into the turf. It was a clean play, but I mean, he just grabbed him and threw him down. Number 19, Darian Henry. He'll give him a couple to the 47, and now O'Kills will be in third and 12, and for a team that doesn't throw the football very well, again, for the season, they have, they have just 101 yards passing for the season. That's staggering. Three wide receivers go right. Out of the shotgun with a running back to his right as Holt takes the snap, drops to throw, throws it out to the right, throws it behind a receiver, hadn't even gotten out of his break yet. And it number goes two, incomplete. O'Kills will likely Devin have Roper to try to punt it away. The intended receiver was Devin Roper, and he really had no chance. So O'Kills will punt it away as 14 Will Young comes in to punt. Back deep in twin safeties, D'Angelo Foster to the far, excuse me, D'Angelo Foster to the far side. Leroy Bowers to the near side. Roper stands at his own 32 to await it. The punt returners are about their, their own 25 to await it. Snap back is a good one. No rush from Princeton. He gets away a line drive kick that's going to bounce. It's going to bounce over the head of Foster inside the 10, inside the 5. They're going to down this deep, down at the 2-yard line. And really, Foster could do nothing about it. I am one that will always complain about punt returners not catching the ball, but that was such a line drive kick that Foster started to run up on it. He had no chance. It bounced well ahead of him, then bounced over his head, and he did the right thing, just let it go at that point. So 1.41 to go opening quarter. Princeton up 7-0. We'll have the football for the third time tonight. They got a long way to go, 98 yards from the end zone, the opposing end zone. They're two yards from their own end zone, so you don't want to cough one up here and give Oak Hill some life. Burkhalter comes out wide, left the ball right in the middle of the field, so hash mark no advantage either way. Rodney Harris comes out wide right. Matthews in a game at a tight end. Tamir Matthews. Jamar Matthews is on a wing right. In the end zone, Horton takes the shotgun snap, hands it to big Thomas Boyd, and he takes a tackler across the five to the six to the seven and fell forward to the eight-yard line. That's a powerful run from 230-pound Thomas Boyd. Matthew Hodges made the stop, made the initial stop, and got some help from Logan Vickery. But a good first down run for Thomas Boyd of six up to the eight-yard line. And the wide receivers don't even join the huddle. Burkhalter stays left, Harris stays right. And Jamar Matthews, he's on a wing right, but he's really inside the, between the tackle and the guard. He's not fully at a wing back spot. Here's a high snap caught by Dorian Durham, who's in the game, he's dropped for a loss back at the two yard line. Had no chance, it was a high shotgun snap. And firing through, number Matthew five, Hodges dropped him back at the two yard line. By number 37, Matthew Hodges. See, if you see anything wrong with MJ Horton. 
Or if Durham's just trying to get, they're trying to give him some snaps. I do not see Horton on the sideline at the moment. Trying to check it between quarters because time inside a minute to go here in the first. It'll be third, they mark it to three. Third and nine, Princeton from its own three yard line. Quick moving first quarter that has a half minute left in it. Slot to the left, one receiver to the right, that's Harris. Durham in the shotgun in the end zone, takes the snap, drops the throw, has time, sets his feet. Going deep up the right side for Rodney Harris, who's out there, he's got it to 35-40. It's a foot race, he's in the 50, 40, down to the 30. Will they catch him, 20, 15, 10, 5. It's a 97-yard touchdown pass to Rodney Harris. Number five, during Durham's pass, intended, number 87, Rodney Dorian Durham put that right on the money, and Rodney Harris at the last second was able to get some separation from the corner and when he hauled it in, it was simply a foot race the other way, and nobody was going to get him 97 yards on 39, and Princeton jumps out to a 13-0 lead with 14 seconds to go in the first quarter. Into attempt to point after touchdown, number That's the third touchdown Robert reception Hunter. for Harris. He now has eight catches on the year for 279 yards, 30-plus a pop. Snap back is a good one. The kick by Everson is on the way, and it is just inside the left upright and good. 14 seconds to go in the opening quarter. 97 yards for Princeton and a touchdown from Durham to Rodney Harris. And it's Princeton 14, Oak Hills nothing. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Abco Pavement Services, LLC, has been doing commercial asphalt, concrete, and ceiling work since 1962 in the tri-state area. Our valued customers include Home Depot, United Dairy Farmers, C.B. Richard Ellis, Town Properties, and Fifth Third Bank, to name a few. We strive to provide professional service, communication, and project management for all of your commercial concrete and pavement maintenance needs. Go Abco Pavement Services. Well, you talk about a demoralizing play for a team that's 0-7 like Oak Kills. They had Princeton back on their own three in a 39 situation. And what do you get out of it? You get a 97-yard touchdown pass. Dorian Durham hooking up with Rodney Harris, Jr. Third TD catch for Harris. Again, that's his eighth catch for almost 280 yards. Some quick math. He's averaging 35 yards per catch this year. Hayden Cobbs to kick it off. Heeman and Roper back deep, stand at their own five to await it. Or make it Heeman and Johnson, excuse me. And Cobbs' kick is a very high, short kick that is going to be caught on the run at the 20. Running to the left is Heeman, trying to run laterally. He's going to be in some trouble, and he is going to be shoved out of bounds at the 24-yard line. Right about the point he caught it. Now a late flag comes in, and Caleb Crawford going to be caught for a tackle out of bounds. That's, that's a little chintzy. He, was a, he had him. He really didn't wrestle him hard to the ground. As critical as I've been of some of these Princeton penalties this year, that's a little much. I mean, he really just kind of held on as he dragged the player out of bounds, but they're going to get him for a late hit. Oak Hill's going to get a free 15 yards, and instead of starting at its own 25, the Highlanders will start at their own 40. Just six seconds to go in this opening quarter. Actually, they marked it at the 39 after the markoff. Oak Hill's got that long run on the first drive from quarterback Devin Holt of over 50 yards that flipped the field, and well, he had Oak Hills in a position, but they could not convert on fourth and three. Three receivers wide right. Colt stays in the game as a quarterback with Frick to his left. 
Waits for the shotgun snap. He's just going to keep it running left and not much. Got to the 40, and that's all. Not very imaginative play call there. As Jaheim Thomas and John Harris, who's been active tonight, made the stop. And that play brings us to the end of a very quick-moving first quarter. But Princeton, as it tries to march its way to its first playoff appearance since 2007, in need of probably winning two of its last three, well, they're on the way to at least one of those two wins, it looks like, after one quarter of play. Princeton 14, Oak Hills nothing. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, and is powered by Sidearm Sports. Enjoying tonight's broadcast but missed the first 30 minutes? No need to worry. Appointment listening for all ESP Media broadcasts can be found at soundcloud.com backslash ESP Media, or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Search for ESP Media. Appointment listening by ESP Media since 2010. Welcome back here to Oak Hills High School. Richard Skinner with producer-engineer Zach Waddell. As we start quarter number two, Princeton with a 14-0 lead. Oak Hills will have a second and nine on its own 40-yard line, so we flip the field to start the second quarter. Princeton going right to left. And obviously with Oak Hills with the football going left to right, as you look at your listening device, our thanks as always to Dan Wright for doing a great job on the stats crew through one quarter of play. Princeton six first down, Oak Hills one. Vikings 179 yards total offense and a 97-yard touchdown pass will do that. Oak Hills with 59 yards. And a lot of that came on the run by Holt of about 50-some-odd yards. And all of that on the ground. So here we go. Second and nine as we start the second quarter. For Oak Hills, they'll send three receivers to the right. They don't throw the ball. I'm not sure why you spread the field out, but they do. Really no threat to throw it. They've thrown one pass so far, and it was incomplete. Holt takes the snap. He's going to throw this one, though. Throws a pass right in the arms, and it's intercepted. Leroy Bowers breaks a tackle, trying to get to the sideline. Now cuts back. He's trying to circle all the way across the field, running backwards to the 50. Picks up a block. Heads to the far side, 45. Tries to turn the corner at the 40, and he's run down at the 39-yard line. Boy, Holt threw that ball right to him. I don't even know who he was throwing it to, but he threw it right to Leroy Bowers, who made an easy interception, and he has been a... Big play performer for this Princeton defense this season as Leroy Bowers. We've seen him in the kick return game, but on defense, Bowers has recovered two fumbles, which is a team high, and that is now his team high third interception. He and Kevin Suttles had two each coming into tonight, so Bowers with five takeaways by himself on the season. And Princeton, early stages, second quarter, up 14-0 in great field position at the Oak Hills 39. Slot right, one receiver left. Durham's still in the game, takes the shotgun snap, drops the ball, he's in some trouble. Picks it up, now he's a deep down the right side. He's got Harris open down there, he's got it, it's caught for a touchdown. Rodney Harris Jr. high pointed it right at the goal line. And after a 97 yard touchdown reception, this one's a 39 yard touchdown reception. And I mean he went up and high pointed that right around the goal line. The ball hung a little bit, because only because Durham dropped the snap. But Harris went up to get it, and as he came down, he tumbled into the end zone in Princeton. 24 seconds into the second quarter, has increased its lead to 20 to nothing. You hear the PA announcer, he says it's Robert Rutherford, it is not. I believe that's Michael Everson, who normally wears 49. His kick is on the way, it is good. It has been all Princeton so far. We've played a little over a quarter and change. As the Vikings 21, Oak kills nothing. 
This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Budget Door of Cincinnati has you covered. We specialize in repair and installation of commercial doors, security gates, and dock levelers. With affordable rates, 24-hour commercial service, and free replacement quotes, Budget Door can help you with any of your dock or door projects. Have an issue with your home garage door or opener? Budget Door can help with that, too. Servicing the tri-state area for over 30 years, Budget Door offers quality service at a budget price. Call 513-851-6644 to schedule your door repair or replacement today. Well, this is what the doctor ordered for Princeton coming off the 37-13 loss to Fairfield last week. Undefeated Fairfield. They have come out in dominant fashion so far tonight. Just 24 seconds into the second quarter. The Vikings have built a 21-0 lead on a 97-yard touchdown pass to Rodney Harris Jr. And now a 39-yard touchdown pass. It'll be, Bauer, it'll be Cobbs to kick it off. He moves on the football and gets away a very high short kick back at the six-yard line. Running this way is the kick returner and tackled at the 20-yard line. That was De Devin Roper, Johnson, or actually, excuse me, Kyburn Johnson. Juan Jarrett with the tackle. That's a couple special teams tackles for Juan Jarrett tonight. So kills with its offense that came into the night averaging just barely over seven points a game. 139 yards per game. Did get a nice run on a quarterback run on their first series, but the last series ended in an interception by Leroy Bowers in which Devin Holt threw it right to him. They'll start in a trip set left. Princeton just barely coming on the field to line up. Holt going to run left, throws it, and it's going to be incomplete. They had Princeton completely complete. Princeton was late getting on the field for whatever reason. They weren't even lined up, and still Kills couldn't get a pass completed. That is brutal. Second and ten. I mean, he was wide open in the flat, and the quarterback Holt just wasn't even close to it because it ticked off the hands of Nate Hogg. Second and 10 from the 21 in Oak Hill's territory. Three receivers go left. Again, I'm not sure why three receivers are in the game when you've thrown for 14 yards a game, but they are. There's a snap back to Holt, hands it to Frick. No, he kept it. Got running room across the 20. 25, cuts him across the 30, and he's got the first down up to the 35-yard line on the quarterback Number keeper. Two, Caleb Crawford finally knocked him down. But a good run by Devin Holt, the quarterback. It's a 13-yard pickup and an Oak Hill's first down. He's had a couple nice runs tonight, his second nice run. He's ended the first quarter with 46 yards rushing, but part of that's he lost some yards. He had about a 50-plus yard run on one of those. Trip set right. The running back to the right of Holt in the shotgun is Frick. Takes the snap. Looks right to throw it. Throws it out that way. It's caught at the 37. And then Submarine right away on a nice tackle by Caleb Crawford was the receiver, Nate Ogg. It's only a gain of a couple yards thanks to the nice tackle by Crawford. Second and eight for O'Kills. Off the hash mark to the right. So they'll have the open side of the field to the left. Let's see where they send this trip set this time. They will send them to the left. They put out that way. Johnson, Roper, and also out that way is David Parton. There's a handoff and not much doing. Got maybe back Number to the line of scrimmage. Actually, it was Holt who kept it. He snowed under right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. It'll be third down. Now they give him a yard up to the 33, 38. Excuse me. So third and seven. See Princeton get back off the field.
Actually in there, she was in there at quarterback. It was looking over to the sideline was Kevin Frick, the running back. Actually, he calls the play, and that's odd. He's the one that looks at the play, goes in the huddle to call it. Holt's still in there at quarterback. Double slot each way on this third and seven. Princeton shows a five-man front, Holt in the shotgun. And now a quick timeout going to be taken by Oak Hills. They didn't like the look they had. Princeton looked like it was going to blitz, and I don't think they like that concept of trying to block that Princeton front on the blitz. So Princeton up 21-0. We'll keep it here on this timeout. Not a great atmosphere here tonight. You can understand an Oak Hills program that has just had a hard time over the last couple of decades getting much traction. 0-7 on the season coming into tonight, and the 0-7 has been kind of an ugly 0-7. It's a nice night. I mean, it's not a matter of weather. It's a great facility over here on the west side of Cincinnati at Oak Hills. Got a great band. But... Struggling to get much traction going football-wise and struggling to get much traction in this game. 9.38 to go in the first half. Princeton 21-0 leaders. Marks down the field 70 yards the first time they had it. And got a 97-yard touchdown pass from Durham to Harris. And then a 39-yard touchdown pass. So here we go, third and seven, same formation. They have a tight end of the game, no running back. Double slot each way. Holt the shotgun, looks at a five-man front. Here comes a six. They're going to blitz him. He looks, throws it up the sidelines into double coverage and not even close. Caleb Crawford and Juan Jarrett had the intended receiver, Aug, bracketed. And O'Kills will have to punt it away again with 9.33 to go in the half. It'll be D'Angelo Foster. Leroy Bauer is going to drop deep. In to punt for the Highlanders will be Will Young. Back to the Vikings. Foster gonna, Foster's not even very far. He's about 20 yards down the field. He stays at the 45. Bauer stands at the 35. Young gets the snap back and gets away short punt that Bauer's going to feel back at the 32. Trying to one ride right. Can he get away from it? He's in some trouble, and he is going to be tackled. Fumbles the football, and let's see who's got it. That looked like it bounced right into Roe Kills player's arms down at the 25. Bauer's trying to do way too much with that. I think he might have gotten it back and gotten fortunate. He did. Wow. Looked like it was going to be a big turnover for Oak Hills, but Leroy Bowers able to get it back. And so Princeton will start at its own 25. Up 21-0 with 9.19 to go here in the first half. You can, there, there is literally no atmosphere in this stadium tonight. And the start by Oak Hills didn't, didn't help the home crowd get behind them. He was in a quarterback. Dorian Durham's been in there the last few series, and he's in there again, and I still do not know what's up with MJ Horton. I see him stand, sitting on the bench on the far side, so he must have gotten nicked up. Durham's done a great job. Under center this time, takes the snap. Play fakes, drops the throw. Sets his feet, looking deep, looking down there for Burkhalter. He's well covered, and he still makes the catch down at the 40-yard line. Penalty flag comes in, and he's tackled at the 32. He might have been called for pass interference. Looked like he might have gotten a hand in. I think that's going to be offensive interference. Back there in coverage for Oak Hills was Ian Schaefer. Oh, they're pointing at Oak Hills. I think that's going to stand as a catch by Burkhalter. They actually went under center with play action. Dorian Durham is getting some good plays from his wide receivers right now. So the catch will stand. Princeton will have it first and 10 at the Oak Hills 32-yard line. He's getting out of hand quickly. Tell you, Dorian Durham has done a great job throwing the football this season. 
I said it earlier in the year, MJ Horton is a terrific athlete. They need to find a role for him, but I'm not sure it's his quarterback, even though he leads his team in rushing. Double slots each way. Boyd behind Durham, who's in the gun, takes the snap, hands to Boyd, angling right, trying to get to the outside. Big fella cannot cut it, and he's going to be cut down at the 31-yard line. Just and now a flag comes in. We may have a holding. Maybe on Paris Johnson on that far 18, side. Logan Heyman, Logan Heyman with a nice stop at the corner spot. It's a gain of a yard, but I think we're going to get a hold here against Princeton. Referee tonight, Dale Goodwin, signals holding against the Vikings. Illegal so block instead in of a gain of a yard, I should call it illegal block in the back, excuse me. So the penalty still a 10-yard mark off from the spot of the foul, so it'll be first and 19. Unlike professional football, they mark it from the spot of the violation. That was the, even though the line of scrimmage was a 32, the violation occurred at the 31. So wipe out the first down play, make it first and 19. Princeton up 21-0, early stages second quarter. Off the hash mark to the right, double slots each way. Boyd to the right of Durham is in the gun. Now Matthews goes in motion behind him. Fake a handoff. Here's a reverse coming left. See, it's going to be Matthews. Can he get to the corner? Gets a good block. Cuts inside of the 45 to the 40. Penalty flag flies. Football comes out, and it's loose, and Oak Hills has it. And that penalty is going to go on Princeton. Number 21, D'Angelo Foster, the ball carrier. Foster coughed it up. And it looked like, was it Tyburn Johnson who might have recovered it? for the Highlanders by number 11, no, Logan Victory. No, it was Logan Victory who got the fumble recovery. Now Princeton came with the reverse. And the penalty was holding on the Vikings, so they'll decline that. No kills will get it back on its own 27-yard line, but the offensively challenged Highlanders, other than one long run, have done nothing on offense. But that's a big turnover. It keeps the score at 21-0. Trips to the left, out of the pistol formation. Holt takes the snap. Hands it off to Frick, and he's buried back at the 25. Had no chance. Got the handoff, and there are three Princeton defenders waiting for him right in the hole. As the Vikings got some subs in there. Darian Henry, who's not a sub, was one of the number tacklers. Frick, John Harris, Harris, who's had a very active night, another one. And Calvin Shaw, who's in there, was the other Darian tackler. Henry. Loss of two back to the 25. Inside eight minutes to go here in the half. Off the hash mark to the right, they'll double slot it. Two receivers go each way. They have a tight end in the game, so no running back. Holt the shotgun by himself. Looks at a five-man front. Princeton walks a six up. They rush five. Holt drops the throw. In some pressure, and he's sacked back at the 22-yard line. A man who'd made the play before, Calvin Shaw gets the sack that time. He'll lose three yards, and just like that, it's third and 15 0 kills. If Oak Hills comes with some pressure, Brother Princeton comes with some pressure. Holt's thrown an interception. They, again, this season now, Oak Hills has thrown seven interceptions, no touchdowns after the Bowers interception here in this half. Trips to the left, running backs in the backfield to the left of Holt. He's going to throw a swing pass, actually a lateral to Frick, running left across the 20, 25 submarine about the 25-yard line, and that's all. Might have skipped up to the 26. Number eight, Aaron Kevin Suttles up to make the tackle, and he just chopped him down. And Oak Hills will have to punt it away again. Checking back in to punt it will be Will Young. He's going to be standing back at about his own 12-yard line. Leroy Bauer stands at the 50. He's the deep man. And D'Angelo Foster standing at the 40 in Oak Hills territory. So they don't respect Young's leg whatsoever. Actually, now Bowers backs up to about the 45 in Princeton territory. Snap back. 
Kick is away. It's a sidewinding kick that's going to take a bounce at the 45. And now rolls inside Princeton territory to the 41. It'll be down at the 40-yard line. That's where Princeton will start again on offense, up 21-0 with 6.49 to go in this first half of play. Highlander fans, visit JTAP's Sports Bar and Grill located at 6441 Glenway Avenue for all your pre- and post-game tailgating needs. I'm sure my phone likes the cold weather, so we'll put it in the pocket and try to get it, try to get it charged up here. Thanks to Zach Waddell for the charge, but not getting charged up at the moment because of the cold. It's really not cold now. It's actually very quite comfortable. Again, no wind to speak of. Dorian Durham stares in there at quarterback. Again, MJ Horton apparently got hurt back in that first quarter. Durham's thrown two touchdowns in this game. Two receivers left. Now Matthews goes to the right. They'll hand it off to Thomas Boyd. Running straight ahead. Has a hole across the 40 and drags a tackler up to the 45. Boyd well, was going to get a whole lot more yards than it did. But Boyd just not overly fast. Matthew Martin made the tackle. Boyd has a big power back at 230 pounds. He scored Princeton's first touchdown tonight on an eight-yard run, but just not quite the speed to get through there, and Martin was able to tackle him, but still a solid gain of four on first now. Slot right, one receiver left. Burke Halter's the left receiver. Now they send Matthews in motion, coming right. They hand it off again to Boyd, running straight ahead, bounces it outside, has running room, 45-50. Into Oak Hill's territory to the 45, and he's tackled at about the 43-yard line. I'll tell you, that was a gutsy tackle out of the secondary there for Oak Hills, is able to make the stop was Ian Schaefer. It was not Todd Hunter, it was Schaefer. Schaefer did a good job, so a nice game down to the Oak Hills 41-yard line. Side six minutes to go here in the opening quarter. Off the hash mark to the right. They send a receiver that way. Harris, Burkhalter to the left. Matthews lines up on a wing right. Boyd to the left of Dern in the gun. Takes the snap, hands it off. Boyd runs straight ahead. Takes a tackler inside the 40, and he somersaulted to the 37-yard line. Boyd, the it was Tyler Jones who grabbed him and just kind of slung him over his shoulder. But not before Thomas Boyd picks up a nice gain of four again on first down, just trying to matriculate that ball down the field. Make this a four-score game before the half, if not more, maybe. You got to get this one in the end zone. Here's Durham takes the shotgun snap, hands it to Boyd, skips his way across the 35 and down to the 34. Seven, Thomas Boyd with the carry. Another nice game for Boyd. A four. It'll be third and Number three. 50, Sam Johnson. Just using up some clock. Again, we'll have to figure out what the MJ Horton situation is. Must have gotten hurt on that early drive. Dorian Durham's come off the bench as he's done a few times this year and thrown the ball very well. Third and about three for Princeton from the Oak Hills 34. Slot right, Matthews and Harris that way. Burkhalter to the left. Durham in the gun with Boyd to his left. Takes the snap, hands it to Boyd running right. First down and more inside the 30. Cuts outside of the 25-20. Drags the tackler to the 15. Still on his feet down to the 10. To the 5. And Thomas Boyd into the end zone for the touchdown. 34 yards, Thomas Boyd. His second touchdown rushing of the night. And he dragged tacklers within the last seven or eight yards. And Princeton expands its lead here in the first half over Oak Hills to 27-0. On to attempt the point after will be Everson again. Again, he's wearing 33, so if you hear the PA announcer say Robert Rutherford, that was Robert Rutherford's number. But if you believe it's Everson. Number 33, Robert Rutherford. Snap is good. The hold by Durham's good. And the extra point is blocked. No good. 
But nonetheless, with 4.28 to go in the first half, Princeton has opened it up. It's the Vikings 27. Oak Hills nothing. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, and it's powered by Sidearm Sports. Creating beautiful smiles every day. That is what we do at Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics. These board-certified orthodontists treat both children and adults and use traditional braces, clear ceramic brackets, and Invisalign to meet their individual patient needs. With offices conveniently located in Westchester and Blue Ash, they provide flexible payment options, convenient hours, and high-quality care. For a free new patient exam, contact Casanelli Shanker and Baker Orthodontics at 513-777-7060. Back here at Oak Hills High School, the winless Highlanders looking very much like a winless football team. Down 27-0 to Princeton. Princeton coming into tonight, number six in Division I, Region Four, in the Harbor Rennings. The top eight teams make it. Princeton has not made the playoffs since 2007. A win tonight moves them ever so closer to that first playoff bid in a little over a decade. Cobbs to kick it off. Heyman, or no, actually, up for the Vikings. back deep this time will be Jaden Holmes, Tyburn Johnson. Johnson. And number 20, Jaden Holmes. Princeton can get a quick stop here. They could move this at halftime, perhaps to running clock territory to start the second half. Cobbs will kick it away, moves on the football, gets away a line drive kick that is going to be fielded at the 10 by Johnson. Runs across the 15, 20, up the middle, 25, breaks a tackle across the 30. Football is out. It is loose on the field. John Harris scoops it up, and he's got it. Now it's still loose again, and I think Oak Hills might have gotten it back. John Harris tried to scoop it up and could not do so. Now I say it's their football, and the reason why is Princeton cannot advance that football when they recover it. So the Vikings will have it first and 10 at the Oak Hills 25-yard line, trying to expand on a 27-0 lead. Boy, it's a frustrating season and situation for Oak Hills. Kyle Prosser, the head coach, trying to ask what happened. And against the fact that once he scoops it up, he cannot return the football. He can recover it. Recovered by the Vikings. Yeah, you hear people say it's terrible. It's not. It's actually the right call. Kyle Prosser got the explanation. Not happy because his team is... In a bad spot here, but Princeton's got it on the 25. Double slots each way. Out of the shotgun, now Matthews comes in motion left, fake it to him, and now a flag flies. Whistles blow, and I think Princeton might have jumped. Yeah, they did, on legal procedure. So a five-yard mark off. We'll give the Vikings the ball at the 30-yard line. Now first and 15 from there. Up 27-0. Durham trots over to head coach Mike Daniels to try to get the play call. Harris going to... Go over there with him. Rodney Harris has caught two touchdowns in this first half. A 97-yarder and a 39-yarder. Harris doesn't even join the huddle. He stays out beyond the numbers wide right. That's the short side of the field. Foster and Burke Coulter come wide left. And now Jamar Matthews goes over the slot right. So double slots each way. Turner back in the game at running back. Now in motion goes Matthews coming left. Durham drops to throw. Fires a pass. It's caught. They're going to try the hook and lateral. And they fumble the football. And I think Oakhill's got it. I, I'm not sure what that's all about. What? Why? And it is going to be Oak Hills football. They tried the hook and lateral. That's a play they usually pull out when things aren't going well. Things are going well. Why do it? The pitch was very tight after it was caught by Harris. He tried to lateral it to Matthews. And he was so close to it, bounced off the shoulder pad. And Tyler Jones recovers for Oak Hills at the Highlanders 23-yard line. 
running. Let, just let Dorian Durham throw the ball down the field or run it. We had a lot of success tonight. You don't really need trickeration in a game like this. Second turnover of the night for Princeton. Oak Hills has turned it over once. Highlanders with 4.09 to go in the half, start at their own 23-yard line. Trip set right, running back to the right of Holton, who's in the shotgun, waits the snap, takes the snap, flips it out to the right, caught by Frick, the running back, running laterally across the 20, and he will drag a tackler up to the 25 and then shove back from there. Number two, Devin Holt's pass intended for Darian number Henry. Eight, Aaron Frick is complete. On the First stop, one to get him. 19, Henry. Big fella heading to Ohio State. In a game like this, it is men against boys, and he is the man of the men. Gain of two to the 25, off the hash to the right. Double slot each way. They'll have a tight end in the game too, so no running back with Holt this time. He's gonna look at a five-man front. Prince has usually blitzed the sixth when they've gone to this look. Holt waits the shotgun, snap, takes it, drops the throw, looks left, fires left. It's gonna be caught and then tackled right away as Frick. Great open field tackle made by Jaden Scarborough. Gain of a yard, and that's all. Number six, Jaden Scarborough. Not overly imaginative in the passing game. Just a quick flips out in the flats, and Oak Hills, or rather Princeton just has too much speed for that defensively. They approach three minutes to go in the half, and Princeton trying to get the ball back maybe one more time in this half, leading 27-0. Third and seven, Oak Hills from its own 26. Off the hash mark to the left, double slot each way. Holt by himself in the shotgun, so an empty backfield set here. Princeton shows just a four-man front this time. Now a fifth, now they'll rush four. Holt drops to throw, fires a pass, and it's gonna be incomplete. And breaking on the ball, I'll tell you what, if the receiver hadn't just cut in front of Juan Jarrett, Juan Jarrett was gonna have an interception. He tried to jump the route, but the receiver cut in front of his face, he was able to break it up, and Princeton will get it back with 2.40 to go in the half, as Oak Hills will have to punt it away yet again. Young will stand in punt formation. I think Young's in there. Punt formation for the yep. Highlanders. Number 14, Will Young. Back for the Vikings. Number nine, Leroy, Leroy Bauer. Bauer stands at his own 45 to await it. And now we're going to get a timeout. timeout. Princeton. So Princeton will take a timeout. Are the Vikings thinking about rushing this? And we'll take a timeout with them. 2.40 to go in the first half. The score, Princeton 27. Oak kills nothing. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For over 32 years, Nelson & Associates, a family-owned, Ohio-based, full-service real estate company, has specialized in the management and development of affordable housing communities. Choose Nelson & Associates for all of your real estate needs, whether it's sales, development, property management, or consulting. We are an experienced professional team providing quality service. For more information about Nelson & Associates, please visit us on the web at www.nelsonasc.com or call us at 513-961-6011. Welcome back here to Oak Hills High School. Richard Skinner with producer engineer Zach Waddell. Oak Hills to punt it away on fourth down. See, Princeton goes after this after the Mike Daniels timeout. It wasn't to stop the clock because the incomplete pass did it. Here's the snap back. They try to come after it, but he gets it away. Bowers has to retreat to field it. Does so back at the 34. Tried to swing it wide left. Cuts inside one tackle at the 30, and they will finally break him down right at the 33-yard line. Pretty good coverage from Oak Hills that time. It's down the there, Frick. That was Frick who got down there to make the play. <clears throat> Excuse me. And number 20, Jaden Holmes. So Princeton with 2.28 to go in the half. Lev at first and 10. 
will have it. See where they officially mark it at their own 33-yard line. There was a penalty on the play, but the penalty was apparently against Oak Hills, I think, although Princeton's starting to march back. And it will be against the Vikings. Must have been holding on the punt return. The referee Dale Goodwin made the call, but now the line, now they will, the umpire will mark it off. And they'll mark it back to the 23 after the return. So first and 10 Princeton from there with 2.28 to go in the half. Vikings do have two timeouts left, and Dorian Durham's done a nice job throwing the ball, and really his receivers have done a great job coming down with some 50-50 balls. Out of the shotgun, in motion comes Matthews. They will fake the handoff to him, give it off to Turner, straight ahead, running across the 25 to the 30. Breaks in the clear to the 35 to the 40, and then wrestles forward to the 42-yard line. Ari Turner. Ari Turner, the ball carrier. Nice run for Princeton, gets 19 on, on first down. Tyler Todd Hunter with another tackle for Oak Hills, but not before a 19-yard game. Clock stops momentarily to set the chains, and now it starts running again with 2.15 to go in the half. Burkhalter wide left the open side, slot to the right to close side. <coughs> now in motion comes Matthews. There's a high snap. Durham gets a hand on it. Now he's trying to get it, and he's just going to fall on it back at the 29-yard line. Just a terrible snap from center. And over Dorian Durham. Durham's head, and he has to go back and fall on it back at the 29, so that's a loss of 13 yards. And the clock rolls with a minute 50 to go in the half. I think you throw one up for Burkhalter or Harris and give them a chance against the smaller Oak Hills corners. They've come down with some catches tonight. From the shotgun, Durham drops to throw, sets his feet. He is going to sling it long for Burkhalter up the near side, and it's going to be incomplete. And I think Burkhalter is going to call for interference this time. Number five. Yep, he will get. He got caught for the push off as he pushed off on Heeman, the quarterback. I'll assume they turn this down. That should have been intercepted. Not sure what in the world Ian Schaefer saw. He came over, had a perfect position to maybe get it, and sailed over his head. He missed time to jump. Can't imagine he take this penalty. I'll assume you decline it, and that's exactly what they will do. Make it third and. 23 from the 29-yard line with a minute 26 to go in the half. Not so sure I don't throw one up again either to Burkhalter or to Harris. Harris has two touchdown catches tonight. Matthews and Burkhalter wide left. Harris and Foster go wide right. One running back to the right of Durham who's in the shotgun. Looks at a three-man front. They blitz a fourth, drops the throw. Has some time. Now scrambles out to his left. Sets his feet. He's going to sling it deep down the sideline for Matthews. Incomplete. Pretty good coverage at that time. As Heyman had him man for man, stride for stride, and the pass goes incomplete, and Princeton will have to punt it away, presumably, with a minute 18 to go in the first half. So it looked like we might get to the running clock as the second half started. Princeton could have cashed that possession in two possessions ago following the fumble, but instead they'll have to punt it away. Tamir Matthews will do the punting. Heyman stands back at his own 40 to await the punt. Kills has two timeouts, but their passing game is not the best. Snap is a good one back to Matthews. The punt is away. It's a knuckleball punt that's going to bounce at the 45, inside the 40, inside the 30. you got to catch the punt. you just got to catch it. It costs the team 15 yards, and it's down at the 26-yard line. Why punt returners will not come up to catch punts in high school football is beyond me. It costs this team 20 yards. Oak Hills will have it first and 10 on its own, 26 with a minute four to go in the half. We'll see if Cal Prosser tries to get something here before the half, but really this offense is just not very good. 
struggles to score points for sure. 7.4 per game coming in. Now riding at least a 10 quarter shutout streak. They were shut out in each of their last two games. Shut out so far in the first half tonight. Go with double slots though, so this has been their passing formation tonight. Princeton shows a six-man front, see if they come. Now they back one out, looking at a five-man front. Now they do blitz, all out blitz is on. In some pressure is hold, he's gonna be sacked back at the 18-yard line. And now see if Princeton uses a timeout. John Harris got him. Holt had no chance, he took the snap and ran for his life right off the bat. And now Princeton will take a timeout with 52 seconds to go in the half. They'll mark it at the 19, it's a loss of seven. Princeton can only stop the clock one more time. So sure if I'm Kyle Prosser, I put the ball up, I make Princeton use the timeout and then try to run the clock out. And incompletion would benefit Princeton at this stage. And Lord knows there's the possibility of throwing another interception. It's been a dominant first half for Princeton. They got a opening drive of 70 yards for a touchdown, an eight yarder by Thomas Boyd. Then a 97 yard touchdown pass from Dorian Durham to Rodney Harris Jr. 14-0 at the end of one quarter, early second quarter. It was a 39-yard touchdown pass from Durham to Rodney Harris Jr. And then Thomas Boyd with a nifty 30-yard touchdown run. Extra point was no good, blocked. That's where we stand at 27-0. So Hill's back on offense, back at its own 19, face with second and 17. They come with that passing formation, double slot each way. Holt in the shotgun by himself, looks at just a four-man front. And Prince is going to blitz again. Holt drops the throw, fires a pass. It's a, a lob pass to the outside. It's caught at the 39-yard line. That was quite a reception. A nice job done by Will Young. Juan Jarrett was all over him. And Young almost kind of boxed him out. They'll mark it at the 38, but that's enough of a first down. That was not a great throw. That was just a wounded duck that Holt threw up there, but it was caught. It's Holt in the shotgun. 40 seconds to go in the half. Well, slots each way, takes the snap, drops the throw, in some pressure, now scrambling, scrambling to his left, flips a pass out in the flat, throws it too far for his intended receiver, the running back, Frick. For number eight, Aaron Frick is incomplete. 32 seconds to go in the half. Prince can only stop it one on more time, Vikings, but Clock does stop on incompletions. Princeton just getting all kinds of pressure on Devin Holt after he takes the snap. Second and 10, Oak Hills from its own 38. Just got out of the hole on a 19 yard completion from Holt to Young. Double slot each way. Holt looks at a five man front. Princeton shows it wants to blitz. Here they come. Dropping his Holt, rolling left to throw. Throws a lob pass too far for Young, the intended receiver. Jarrett was all number over two, it in Devin coverage. Pass intended for number 14, Will Young is incomplete. So now third and 10 on with 26 seconds to go in the half. Assume that. Mike Daniels, if they can get the stop here, will take a timeout if it's not an incomplete pass. A chance to throw a couple up to Harris or Burkhalter. First things first, got to get the stop on this third and 10 with 26 seconds to go in this opening half. Off the hash mark to the right, very tight double slots each way. Receiver's not very far split wide on either side. They rush four, Holt drops to throw, has some time, slings it over the middle, Frickie dropped the football. Nobody around him, and he dropped the football at the 40-yard line. Number two, Devin Holt's passing pass for number eight. So Kills looks like it's going to punt the ball away yet again. And it'll be Young to punt it, Bowers to receive it. And maybe Princeton, if they can get a decent return or decent field position, will have a few cracks at the end zone. They still have that timeout left. In punt formation for the Highlanders, number four. Bowers stands back at his own 34. Foster's way ahead of him. He's at the 50. That's only 12 yards across the line of scrimmage. 
And there's an injured Princeton player who's kneeling down, was trying to get the officials' attention. Now they did. And now the training staff will come on the field. That's Juan Jarrett, it looks like, who took a knee, and the officials initially didn't see it, but now they do. And so training staff comes out to attend to him for the moment. So sure if I'm Princeton, I just don't go ask. Send it all out and rush after this thing. You're up 27, nothing, might as well. Or you totally sell out for a Bowers return. Although O'Kill's one of the things that's done very well tonight so far has been covering punts. They forced a fumble on one of those punts. Princeton did recover. Bowers fumbled it, but was able to recover his own fumble. Again, next week, Princeton will be back at home. Final two games of the season at home. Lakota West, the opponent, next Friday and the Friday after the home finale against Mason and likely with a win tonight and with one of those two, I don't think Princeton's gonna have to win both by any stretch, but certainly with one of those two last wins, they will, in all likelihood, make the playoffs for the first time since 07. Here's Young to await the snap to punt it. Princeton shows a nine-man front. Snapback is a good one in the punt. It's a fake. They're going to throw it out to the outside. It's going to be caught at the 45 to the 50 and running to the far sideline out of bounds. Shoved out of bounds by Caleb Crawford was, I believe, Ian Heeman, and it was. And with 15 Number seconds 14, to go in the half, Young on the fake Number punt completes it to Heeman. Problem is there's only 15 seconds to go in the half. One of the most productive plays they've had tonight. Princeton 46. Holt has double slots each way off the hash mark to the left and now a timeout for Princeton. Mike Daniels trying to get his group settled down. Let's take a timeout with him. 15 seconds to go in the half. Princeton 27. Oh, kills nothing. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media. Timeout it's powered by Sidearm Sports. Looking for future leaders we can believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Ohio. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It includes learning to listen, accepting responsibility, being a good role model, and it's about respect. The result, it transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Back here at Oak Hills High School, Richard Skinner, Zach Waddell. Elsewhere tonight, by the way, around the Greater Miami Conference, other games taking place. Hamilton's at Middletown, Fairfield at Sycamore, Lakota East at Lakota West. That's a big one from a playoff perspective. And Mason is at Coleraine as the Cardinals go for GMC victory, 81 in a row. 15 seconds to go in the half. Trip set right. Frick to the right of Holt the gun, takes the snap. He's in some pressure, and he is sacked back at the 49-yard line. That was a one-handed sack, I believe, by John Harris. Who's been extremely active tonight for Princeton, and that may be the end of the half. Nope, Skipper Kyle Prosser going to take a timeout with 10 seconds to go in the half. We'll keep it here. Heading into tonight, the standings in the Greater Miami Conference: Fairfield and Oak and Colerain, rather, both five and zero. And based on their schedules, both should get to that final regular season week, seven and zero in the league. At that point, Fairfield would be 9-0 overall, Colerain 8-1 overall. Colerain leading Mason at the half, though, tonight, just 13-7. West leads East 9-0. Some other scores, LaSalle over St. X, 16-7. LaSalle trying to bounce back from that loss to Govcath. Fairfield in the GMC does lead Sycamore 17-0. 
and West. And that's about it. That's what we got. Again, get in tonight. Fairfield and Colerain both 5-0. and West 4-1. and East Mason 3-2. and from the shotgun, 10 seconds to go in the half. Holt takes the snap, drops the throw. Here comes the blitz up the middle. He rolls to his right on the run, still on the run. Now he's going to keep it across the 45 to the 40. Cuts inside 35, 30. Cuts back outside 25, 20. He's going to get a touchdown. Devin Holt runs into the end zone for a touchdown for Oak Hills on a scramble play on the final play of the first half. Well, he showed some great speed then when he got to the open field to Devin Holt. And that's a terrific individual effort right there for the touchdown. Almost looked like Princeton kind of gave up on the play when he got flushed out. And he made him pay by scampering all the way in for the TD. And there is no time showing on the clock. But his touchdown will... Give Jacob Montre a chance to add the extra pointer where they go for Tina Kyle Prosser is going to take a timeout. What in the world are we doing? Okay. Maybe they're going to go for two instead of the one. That was not a very good effort by Princeton that time. He broke contain on the outside, and then the Princeton defense just didn't do a very good job of pursuing. I think they were surprised by how fast he was in the open field, Holt. He's had a nice first half. Had a couple of long runs, including that touchdown run right there. I think Princeton just assumed the half was over, and it was not. Well, they are going to kick it, it looks like. Montre stays out there to attempt the point after. Again, this no time showing, so this will be the final play of the half no matter what happens. Prince is still going to go with a comfortable halftime lead, but boy, that was some shoddy, shoddy play right there. Waiting the snap back, it's a good one. The hold is down, the kick is a line drive. That does go through. So Oak Hill scores for the first time in three games on the final play of the first half. But still, Princeton with a comfortable halftime lead. It's the Vikings 27. Oak kills seven. We'll take a timeout. Coming up next, you can hear part of the Angry Quarterbacks podcast with myself and Tom Gamble this week, pinch hitting for Tony Pike. And then we'll be back in about 20 or so minutes with second half action. Again at halftime, Princeton 27, Oak Hill seven. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, and it's powered by Sidearm Sports. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Northwestern Mutual Cincinnati, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right question, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want, now and years from now. Plan your financial story with Northwestern Mutual. Contact us today at 513-366-3600 or visit us on the web at cincinnati.nm.com. to another edition of the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com. Normally with me is a real quarterback, a real former quarterback, Tony Pike. 
But today, he's got more angry than quarterback. My former angry guy partner, Tom Gamble, joining us on the podcast today. Tony is out. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. I was hell in the Pee Wee Leagues. <laughs> I bet you were. Sta- I threw a mean out. I thought you were a stand-up outside linebacker. Uh, I was on the line, sadly. And <laughs> usually I, wound up in the dirt. That's what I figured. Sad. And then gave it up to play the trombone. Said the hell with this. <laughs> exactly. This is ridiculous. I'm not doing this any longer. But you do follow sports, I do. obviously. Absolutely. And you do have opinions, which are always a good thing. And we'll start. We'll talk some uh, college and high school All coming right. up in the next couple segments. We'll start with the NFL oh. and the Bengals. And Why? I don't know where to start. Well, I think... Uh, let let me start. Sure. I feel bad for you, and I did call you over the weekend and basically say, how? How are you going to make it the remaining part of the season? But, you know, I, I guess it's kind of funny. Everybody's dissecting and breaking down, you know, new coach and all these different parameters. But but I think for me, you're, you're there every day, there so every call day, me crazy. I, I guess if you operate the same way, and I'm talking from an organizational standpoint, which they clearly are still operating the way they have since Mike Brown yep. took over ownership. I guess when you have that at the top on down, why would anyone – you can have a uh, that's, blip that's, on the that, radar no, that's, screen. That's perfectly said. But why would anyone have a real belief that anything would be drastically different than what we've seen in recent yeah, years? Yeah, okay, and I'm going to play devil's advocate, but okay. I, I agree with you. Um, the devil's advocate would say, well, yeah, those five straight playoff teams, you know, they, they, they were a part of that. Uh, here's what I want to know, and this is, this is the part that, that we're – actually, we're trying to get answers for fans, and we're kind of getting luck. stonewalled. Oh, yeah. I don't know. All you had to do was see that captivating view. Can you not wear a Bengals hat? I mean, certainly you can go to the pro shop. I want to see somebody shake and see if he was awake. Can you go to the pro shop and say, can I get a hat with our – I'll pay for it. I'll even pay for it. It's our pro shop, but I'll even pay for it. Man, that hat was brutal. No, here's what we've been trying to figure out. Okay. Who's in charge? Okay? Because if if I know who's in charge, and if they were the ones that were in charge of those drafts that made those five playoff teams so successful, making the playoffs is successful. It is. You'd like to win, and winning is still the parameter, but that's still five straight years. That's – Somebody well, there's did, a lot of teams let me that just say, take one year. Let me just say, in five, for those five, they, somebody did something right. Correct, okay. sure. I want to know who that person is. Was yep. that was that, was that that Mike Brown? I mean, was he the one doing something right at that point? Was that Duke Tobin? Was that, honestly, was that more Marvin Lewis? Was that all Marvin Lewis influence? And over the last few years, maybe starting with the John Ross draft that Marvin did not want, right. did Marvin start losing control of that? And did Duke, Duke Tobin get control? Because here's the ways I want to know this. Because I want to know that that, hey, Duke Tobin just started this year. This is when he really took over. This is when he became kind of the man. And I would say, okay, then I'll maybe trust the process with him. But if I find out that Duke Tobin's been the guy of the last three or four drafts, then I can't can't trust that anything's going to be different or better or fixed. But the way the organization has always operated is those are the answers that you never get. Never get. So you never really know where to, I mean, everybody, you can pinpoint the blame at the top. And you and expect I, the fan base to buy in though when they, because well, I, I think all the fan base wants to know is somebody's going to do something to fix it and I trust that person to do it. Maybe it's Zach Taylor. I don't think it is because he's, he's ducked and dodged questions yeah. and, and doesn't want to answer stuff but about if you, drafts if and you, AJ Green and things and I get it. If he's not in charge of that, I'm not, I'm well, just if you don't coach. have the answer, if you can't provide the answer and you're not given the autonomy to make those decisions. Yes. What is he supposed to say? Here's the biggest thing I would tell you, though. If you think back to when Marvin Lewis took over as the head coach, I can still remember driving on the interstate, seeing the billboards, mm-hmm. right? The in Marvin we yep, trust. Yep. But they only went that direction, i.e. bringing in someone new and going outside the box, when they if hit you rock will. Bottom. When, they, when the crowds, when they looked late in the season and said, oh, boy, 
we definitely need to do something. They're headed for that clearly. Yeah, I mean, Hell, you I, might I, have I, that this coming Sunday. I think they headed for that the last two seasons, which is why finally they said, okay, fans are apparently mad at us for not firing yeah. Marvin. Let's fire Marvin and bring in a new coach. That's right. fine. I, I, I'm, I'm good with that part of it. But that doesn't but, fix the overriding right. issue. I think they thought that that was the magic wand, that bring a new coach and everything's going to be better. And you watch it. Look, this team is Terrible. talent inferior. It's, it's horrifying. It's, it's really, really bad. I mean, the linebacking core, the offensive line, there are so many deficiencies and so many. The defensive secondary. The, I the mean, defensive it just goes line, on which is on. supposed to be so right. good, is terrible. Well, and I, and I think what, what now is going to happen, and you've seen this with teams, unfortunately, if you've watched a team like this forever, you've seen it multiple times. As the season progresses, and an injury here, an injury there, this guy's beat down. Well, it, it's it, going to start. Well, it just it is. morphs. Because now there's a great saying for that, right? The saying now is, guy's making business decisions. Hey, yeah. hey my knee hurts a little. Right, if I'm not going to get if, hurt if for this. If we're 6-1 and one and yeah. playing for first place, you're damn straight I'm out there. But, man... Oh, and seven, boy, I don't know. And that's one, one guy, and I want to give a tip of the cap to him. I'm going to write about him Wednesday. I got to give a tip of the cap to Sean Williams. Sean Williams, is he showed us his leg after the game on Sunday. It looks like somebody took two grapefruits and put them on his right thigh and now, And he's playing through that. Yeah. And I asked Commendable. Him, and and to, his, to his credit, he didn't want to take credit. He said, listen, I'm, I'm a football player. If I, can, if I can help my team, I'm going to try to right. help them. And he said, I've taken myself out the last two weeks, too, yeah. because I thought it was hurting them. So I, I got to tip my cap to him, but I think there's some guys on that team that have made made business decisions. Of yeah, I, my, my, I'm still kind of. I think. Can I you a, blame him? I think I got a concussion for nine weeks. I, I mean, there's I'm, a part of me that this. says no. Oh, you oh, should. My knee's but got I mean, an alley. I'm not. Gonna, I no, I don't think I do blame. I don't them. think I do. I don't either. know if I could look my teammates in the right, eye. Well, that's an issue. But I don't blame them. But the other thing is to look, and I'm not. I'm not. In the the majority that put Andy Dalton in all the offensive woes, all right. I, I don't think yeah, this he's, team... he's about problem number thirteen on the list. However, I, I would tell you, you, you do. I mean, so so you think about look at all the areas that need improvement, mm-hmm. drastic improvement. Which again, if you're not willing to play any ball in free agency, right? You're in. I mean, right. you can't. Obviously, the draft you can't do it every year. You, it's you not can, working. You, you can when you were drafting good. Well, right. But if you look at the last four or five drafts, and then it's you been add awful. nothing in free right. agency, it that, compounds the problem. Right. And that's where I think the answer has to be: give fans the person that's going to get you out of this rut. Tell me who that yeah, person not is. Not going to happen. Is it Duke Tobin? And if it is, was he a part of those successful drafts? I know he was part of scouting those players. But who did the selecting? Yeah. Who did the selecting in 2017 when Marvin, it sounds like, didn't want John Ross at all? Was that the point where Marvin just went, all right, you take it away from me, that's fine. I'll, you know, I'll ride out the next couple of years and I'll be gone. I'll now, make another five mil the next couple of years. From your perspective, covering this team on a day-in, day-out basis, feel bad for you again. How, how much of this, while I know it is five-plus years away, how much of it becomes the renewal of the lease and, and all of that discussion? Because I'm telling you, I, I, I don't think I think they tie in, but they don't. I don't think people will buy their season tickets, or the Bengals will not do anything because of that. I think they still, I think they still want to put a winning product out there. But I th- I've always said I think so they want to do it their they? way. When you say they, I, I guess you the really, family. I guess the, the family, family. But again, the the family doing it the way the family has always done it, and, and I guess that is the toughest. You know, and I hate to say, it, I, I'd say that they don't know what they're doing. Well, I mean, I, I think that's well. And let me let me go to a different team, right? In the NFL, let's go to Washington. I mean, Daniel guy Snyder, doesn't know what he's doing. No, obviously. I mean, Jay Gruden did a very poor job, right, wrong, or indifferent, as the head coach of the Redskins. There but, are, but when the owner says draft Dwayne Haskins, oh, and he said, I don't want Dwayne right. Haskins, draft Dwayne, well, I don't want Dwayne Haskins, draft Dwayne Haskins. Let's go way back, way back when we used to do a show with Bob Trumpy. Do you remember the infamous story about, and I want to say this was when 
Bruce Coslett was the head I think coach. I do. Is this when he wanted to keep Jeff Blake? Yeah, yes. And he, and he said, I can win with this guy. Absolutely. And, and, and got vetoed. Yep. And said, so I mean, and, and we always At talk about. At that point, about, Bruce just went, okay. Yeah. It's on well, you guys and now. Maybe more, you know Marvin Lewis, who's having success on the staff of Herm Edwards in Arizona State. I know we'll talk college football a little later. But you know he has to be going. See, yeah, I, I think I, mean, I think some of these woes look right, and some of it, you can point to Marvin as a as a coach who who didn't get it done, but you can also point to Marvin as kind of a builder of the franchise, yes. and I'm gonna I'm gonna give him the credit for it. Yeah. I, I look, I mean, I know I know you could argue that that this is the the end result of Marvin. I don't know that it was. I don't know that the last right. few drafts were Marvin. I don't. Well, here's my only issue with Marvin Lewis was twofold. One, I felt like he had no discipline of players on his yeah, team. I, and no, that got out of issues. hands yeah. of games that they clearly, you talk about playoff wins, they could have won a game or two had some of that not festered. But 10 of his 16 seasons, right. I would deem pretty successful. Correct. And the only other thing that bothered me about Marvin Lewis is, to me as a coach, and I know Bill Belichick does it the way he does it, never says anything, but you can do whatever the hell you want when you win Absolutely. to the level he has. That's what bothered me about Marvin. He never answered a question. Nope. You know, when you asked him the how or the why, he could never give an answer. Now, this league's got bigger issues. Well, I want to get to those. Oh, um, my God. Let's put a bow on this Bengals yes. thing. So I'm going, to put, I'm going to put you as Joe Bengals fan. Okay. Been a season ticket holder for whatever. Yep. I mean, you, 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 I don't, you're not a fan, but you've, you've followed this franchise well, for your fan. entire life. Well, not a fan. I want to be a fan, but I can't be because I continue to see what I continue it, to see and hear so what I want. I, if, I just you can't. Get, if you get no answers for who's going to fix this and how it's going to get fixed, why would you re-up and buy tickets to watch this when there's so many other things that, that you can I watch it on not. TV? Correct. I was assuming that the direct TV well, yeah. Sunday ticket yes. actually works. Yes. That's a whole other issue. I, I would not. And, and I know there's a, well, you know, I'm a fan through thick and thin. Well, at some point you become an idiot. Well, I, 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 I just the I way I see, look at I, it. I think you see it this year. There, there was no buzz for the Zach Taylor hiring. People wanted more because obviously the, the season well, ticket base is very, very low. The true indicator to me is after they almost coulda, woulda, shoulda. Yeah, you had lost 50000 for your home opener. Correct. So that, to me, now you're going to get, you'll get, I mean, what, the Steelers on Sunday night had, what, 70 to 75% of the fans in L.A. for the right. Chargers. So you're going to get Browns, Browns who are not very good either, right. I might add. But you'll still get Browns fans, but you'll get Steelers fans. How about this fans. Sunday for Jacksonville? Horrifying. How about Oct- or, uh, November, or excuse me, December well, the 1st, one's the Cleveland, or, I mean the Jets, Jets coming to town, rather. Brutal. Yeah, brutal. I just, I guess for me, I guess I would ask a season ticket holder, somebody spending money, what is it that's different that's making you spend it? And I think less, I think more and more people are going to say, you know what? They're not doing anything for me. So, I'm not going to come watch your product. So let me ask you this. And so then let, comes a really vicious cycle. Well, that's what I mean. So let, let's just, let's theorize that it's 3 and 13, 4 and 12, whatever well, you're, number you're an you want. So well, I'm just throwing that out <laughs> there. You're gonna, can you imagine the latter few games? Oh. You're back to the year before Marvin. So as an organization, yeah. you're not. I don't. You're not going to get rid of Zach Taylor after no, one and, year. And, and honestly, and I, I'm not and saying I, I, you should. And I want to tell you, I don't right. know if he can coach or not. Right. But I can't. Time evaluate, to find I, I can't evaluate him on this. Slump. So what do you do? So because you, again, you're not going to bring your. Look, it's not suddenly, or maybe, is this finally the time when they bring in a well-noted football guy? If you want to get the trust of the fan base back, you absolutely have to do that. Period. End of story. But again, family-owned, family-operated business, you can do whatever you want. Well, that's right, and fans can do whatever they want, which is not come watch your crappy product and spend money on it. Valid point. Okay, shame on you guys. All right, you mentioned it. The NFL does have bigger problems, and I, I, I said this early in the season. And I did not get a chance to watch much of the Monday night game. I, I, I did. I did see the. I, I saw the first of the uh, 
what what they called the hands of the face one. Right. I didn't see the light the last one. Um, ESPN Radio, uh, the morning we're taping this, had on a former official, John Perry, who I think was the head referee in Super Bowl Forty Six. Correct. And very rarely do you hear officials criticize other officials. Oh, well, last night they and were all he crazy said, on the ESPN on the TV yeah, broadcast. How do you how do you call that? I don't know. It, 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 I'm not going to lie. It makes you wonder. And, and honestly, uh, it's, it's getting to the point where every single game, it feels like you go two plays and a flag is thrown. And of the flags thrown, 50% you go, what 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 did you what what are you calling? Well, there was a there was I was watching some of the makes you wonder what kind of a Sunday afternoon I have the Jets and Cowboys. Oh my! And there was that drive where there were eight penalties on the drive. I mean, and and half of them weren't penalties. Yeah, it's I just it, it makes look. And I know the old you could hold, call holding on every play. I get all that, but boy oh boy, last night kind of makes you wonder if Green Bay wasn't supposed to win that game somehow, some way. And now, look, and, and go to, back to the first half. Hey, Detroit you, was inside the 10. You, they you, kicked two you, field goals. You want me to theorize, and you know me, I love conspiracy theories. The, the betting line for that game was three and a half points. Right. In a vacuum, that seemed about four points too short of what the line should have been. Green Bay owns Detroit in Detroit. Green Bay is a better football team than Detroit. Green Bay had been playing pretty well. I know Detroit had played pretty yeah. well too, but three and a half seemed very, very small to me. And everybody I talked to said, man, I, you, you, you got to take Green Bay, right? Well, but think about this in, though. Honestly, I'm at the point where who's in cahoots with who, but the Maybe final score yeah, didn't, well, didn't, Really didn't though. It because, did. It did because Green Bay was given three and a half. Detroit covered, and maybe, maybe D- Green Bay wasn't supposed to win the game, and they somehow uh, okay. won it. But it was by the skin of their I teeth and didn't cover. Here's what I think. I, I truly believe. Stuff. I truly believe that officials can't keep up with it anymore. I think there's so being, much athleticism. Being, well, I think they're also being asked to look for too much. Agreed. And so they over officiate it instead well, of under officiate. So now you're at where you can challenge pass interference. I mean, you know, it's kind of like at some point we're not far off in baseball well, from the robotic umpire. Yeah, the from, challenge you know of the pass I mean. interference, though, and, and it's obviously it's, it's very very few of those guys are winning those challenges. I think right. going into Sunday, they challenges were overturned seven out of the 52 times they were challenged. Because the rule is actually written that it has to be egregious. Right. And maybe we get to that with all these penalties. That, that holding literally, it has to be me, and it really that's the, the letter of the rule. Right. I'm allowed to put my hands on you. I just can't, if you try to move, I can't restrain you. So technically, I can put my hands right. on you. I can actually physically grab you. If you decide at that Please point don't. you're not going to keep rushing me or going after the, the ball carrier, then that's really not holding. But maybe it's got to get to the point of being really egregious, where I see a guy take a guy and, and literally throw him to the side or hold on to him physically and pull him backwards. Um, you know, the hands to the face one. I need to see yeah. almost the helmet come off. Oh, yeah, that's that's been called a ton. Now, let me ask you. Again, the product for me, there are not very many really good teams. There's not. And, and, so let's and, go. Let's start in the NFC. Give me your, give me three that you think are viable for the NFC Championship. Because I think there are many more in the NFC than in the AFC. New Orleans. Okay, and that's and that, they've done it with defense and with Teddy yeah. Bridgewater, who's played admirably yeah. since coming in for Breeze. Uh, San Francisco, I'm starting to yeah. really believe in. I know they, they, you know, some of their wins were were Bengals, yeah. and, right. and and Steelers. Yeah, the Steelers were going just, poorly, but they, but they right. killed the right. Bengals. Right. I mean, and I think this past Sunday, inside their division, beating the beating the Rams the way they did, they dominated them. I think Kyle Shanahan's done a nice job there. His play calling, he really has. It, and John Lynch, the GM, yes. assembled yeah. a nice yeah. team. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. The GM assembling huh. a team. Yeah. Huh. And I guess I'd go Green Bay, but I, I, I don't even know. If I, I can't go with anybody in the East. 
Oh, man, the East is, but Dallas has been brutal. The, the North, I mean, Minnesota's been good at times. It's a long Green jam, but they've been, been too inconsistent, times. though. Chicago doesn't have a quarterback right Seattle? now. I don't think they're elite, though. I think they just find ways to win because Russell they Wilson's do. really good. He is really good. Um, no, I'm just I'm going with the okay. team. I'm going with Frisco in New Orleans. That's it. That's can what my list does. Well, can you give me three in the? Obviously, New England is one. That's it. I, I would have easily given you Kansas City, but they're a they're a flaming train. They got some issues right now. right now. Yeah, I can't and, give you anybody else. And how about you know the worst part I think for Bengal fans not to get back to the Bengals, but is this division is really terrible. Bad. It's bad. It's terrible. It's really bad. Again. I mean, Baltimore is a very average They're team. okay. They're, they're, they're okay. They're the best of the lot. They are, but that's they, not saying much. They know what they want to do. They've built around their quarterback yep. the way they have, but they're not very good. No, I Cleveland's agree a mess. You. Yeah. Honestly, Pittsburgh, if, if it plays defense the way it did the other night, might right. might creep its way back into it. If they get Rudolph back, which they will, they got a yeah. bye weekend. You ready for that Monday night game, Miami at Pittsburgh? Can you imagine? Can <laughs> you just imagine? It's bad. But I I would tell you, I I agree. I think from the Bengals to the league to bad teams, it's it's a rough start for the NFL. It really is. It's almost to the point of being unwatchable. Unless you have money on it or a fantasy player involved in it. I've said for years, take out gaming and fantasy play. You'd cut the audience. You would. Honestly, you'd cut 75% of those watching. I really believe that. I mean, Joe Schmo is just not not watching this product no. just because he likes to watch football. Hell no, he's not. He's watching because he's got something on it. You know what season it is? Time to go out and rake some leaves. <laughs> it is leave. Yeah, it is. Let me tell you this that, right that's now. That's the good part about the tri-state, though. You it can is. get some really nifty yards that are going to look very nice. Let me tell nice. you, Bengals in Jacksonville, give me a rake. It's supposed to rain that day, too. Can Great. You, can you imagine what the crowd will be like if it oh. rains? Well, they were lucky last week because or the last, last game, home game. game because there was threat of rain yeah. that day, too, that yeah. dissipated. Yeah, well, this one's not supposed to dissipate. Can you imagine Jacksonville Bengals in the rain? Give me a rake. <laughs> 16,000 people. It'll if be you're brutal. lucky. It I feel bad. Brutal. At least you're getting paid for it. I am getting paid for it. That's Because uh, that if you fun. weren't and you'd still be doing it, I'd question no, your I, sanity. I'd question my own sanity. Correct. What if you were paying for it? I, see, I, can't. I don't get it. We got I a know. friend of ours that he's a long-time oh, season ticket holder, and I just keep I asking him why. And he doesn't still wear those Zuma pants, oh, yeah, does he? Yeah, he does. God. Yeah. It's insane. Oh, can we move on? We can. When we come back, we're going to talk some high school football. We are getting closer and closer to playoff time. In fact... One more week of regular season in Indiana before they start the yeah, playoffs. That. Big Cross River win last week. Kentucky school yeah. beating a GCL South school. And we'll look at the playoff picture from the latest from the Harbor Rings right. when we continue. I'm Richard Skinner. He's Tom Gamble. In the James Rapine Memorial Studio is where we broadcast this. It's the Angry Quarterbacks from ESP Media. Getting answers. Finding solutions. Local 12 News investigates. As soon as we called you, everything happened very quickly. Not afraid to ask the tough questions. Taking action, getting the truth. Local 12 News investigates. Welcome back into this week's edition of the Angry Quarterbacks. I'm Richard Skinner from Local 12 and Local12.com. In for Tony Pike, my former Angry Guys partner, Tom Gamble. We've talked NFL and the Bengals. Sadly, we Because must. we had to, Because right? we're obligated yes. by segment. This segment, though, is one that we always enjoy. We do. Tony enjoys it. I know you do, too, because yep. you're obviously very involved Absolutely. with high school football. And we'll talk about an event you've got coming up this Friday involving a high school football game. And you've done it uh, primarily all season long. Correct. Uh, so let's, let's talk some high school football. And let's start um, in, in – I'm going to start in Kentucky this okay. time. Uh, only because Cubcath, I think, made a huge statement win by beating LaSalle last yeah. Friday 27-7. I broadcast LaSalle's game the week before against Moeller. Came away very impressed. And, you know, sometimes I, I, 
Yeah, we gave you just a taste of some high school football conversation there. You can hear more on the Angry Quarterbacks podcast with myself and my former Angry Guys partner, Tom Gamble, at ESP Media. And, of course, Tony Pike, the former UC quarterback, will join me, rejoin me on uh, this coming week's podcast, the Angry Quarterbacks. Welcome back in here to Oak Hills High School. Richard Skinner along with producer-engineer Zach Waddell at halftime. Princeton leads Oak Hills 27-7. But it looked like for all the world, Princeton was going to go up at least 27-0, if not maybe 34-0 to end the half and maybe start the second half with a running clock, but it was not to be as Oak Hills scored on the final play of the first half to get seven points on the board. The scoring went like this. Princeton took the opening kickoff and marched 10 plays, 70 yards, capped off by Thomas Boyd's eight-yard touchdown run. Michael Everson added the point after, and Princeton took a 7-0 lead. Very late in the first half, just 14 seconds to go to be exact. It was Dorian Durham in place of what we believe is an injured MJ Horton. We didn't see him after the first couple of drives of the game. He looked up with Rodney Harris Jr. on a 97-yard touchdown pass. The extra point by Everson was good, and Princeton had a 14-0 lead. Then just 24 seconds into the second quarter following a Leroy Bowers interception. Rodney Harris, 39 yards from Dorian Durham. Everson added the extra point, and it was 21-0 at that point. Princeton on top. Vikings then made it 27-0 when Thomas Boyd crashed in from 34 yards out to cap a five-play 59-yard drive. Princeton went up 27-0 at that point. But Oak Hills, after a fake punt on fourth down, got him a first down, got a 51-yard scramble on a design pass play from Devin Holt, the quarterback, for a touchdown. With no time on the clock, Jacob Marte added the extra point, and that's where we are right now at halftime. Princeton leading at 27-7. Offensively in the first half, Princeton rolled up 348 yards total offense in 31 plays. Oak Hill surpassed its season average in yardage in the first half. They came in averaging just 139 yards a game, but had 152 on 30 plays in the first half. Princeton had 11 first downs, Oak Hills 5. Princeton rushed for 162 yards, Oak Hills 112. But Princeton through the air, 186 yards to only 40 for Oak Hills. Princeton lost two, lost, actually fumbled it four times, lost two of those. Oak Hills lost both a fumble and an interception in that first half of play. Individually for Princeton on the ground, Thomas Boyd had eight carries for 74 yards. Ari Turner with a nice first half, eight carries for 73 yards. And for Oak Hills, Devin Holt, the quarterback, 12 carries for 100 yards exactly. Aaron Frick carried it five times for 12 yards. In the passing department, Dorian Durham, four of six for 186 yards and two touchdowns. And for Oak Hills, Devin Holt was just four of 12 for 24 yards, was intercepted once, and Will Young on the fake punt went one for one for 16 yards. Rodney Harris Jr. in the first half receiving three catches, 143 yards and the two touchdowns. Defensively, big first half for John Harris. Three tackles for loss a fumble recovery, and two sacks. Darian Henry had two tackles for loss and a sack. Leroy Bowers, as I mentioned, had the interception in that first half of play, and Kevin Suttles forced a fumble for Princeton with a great half by Harris. Five tackles, three for loss, two sacks, and a fumble recovery. We get set to start the second half. Princeton will kick the football away after Oak Hills won the toss and deferred, and we're about set for second half action. Princeton trying to go to five and three. Take a mini step towards the playoff berth. Won't get any second-level points from Oak Hills, which is winless. But again, the win over Division One team gets you some kind of points to march forward towards the playoffs. And Oak Hills trying to get victory number one of the 2019 season. Again, a sparse crowd on hand. It's even spar more sparse here to start the second half. A lot of people just kind of walking around, milling around. If you looked in the stands, there probably aren't on the near side more than 200 fans probably sitting in their seats at the moment. Split the pot number is 338 so here we go, second half about to get underway. It'll be Heeman to drop back to receive the second half kickoff. That's Logan Heeman back with Jaden Holmes. Actually went the wrong way. They have to flip the ends. 
will be kicking it away as he's done all year on kickoffs, Hayden Cobbs for Princeton. So let's see if Princeton can get a couple of quick scores, get this to a running clock, and call it a quick night here at Oak Hills High School. For those unfamiliar with the running clock rule, it's a 30-point lead at any point in the second half if it dips under that 30-point margin, and then it reverts to regular timing rules. But first things first, Princeton needs to get back on track. It played very sloppy for the last four or five minutes of the first half, had the fumble on the hook and lateral try, which really, the way they were moving the football, I'm not sure why they needed to pull out the trick play, and it backfired. Up and then Vikings, that touchdown scramble by Devin Holt, the quarterback at the end of the first half. Princeton just didn't the tackle. Hollander. They just let him go, number basically. 18, Logan Hayman, and number so here's Cobbs to kick it away. Princeton going right to left as you look at your listening device to start the second half. Cobbs moves on the football, pops away a high short kick. It's going to land in no man's land. Somebody's going to get it for Oak Hills. They finally do. Picked up at the 28-yard line to the 30. Did he fumble it away? Uh, he did not. Looked like he may have coughed it up for a second. She fielded that kickoff on the far side. That might have been... Tyler Todd Hunter who turned that kickoff. That was an un in no man's land and Oak Hills almost didn't go get it. That was a free ball at that point. So first down Oak Hills from its own 30. Opening stage is second half. Princeton leading at 27-7. A couple of long runs for Oak Hills in the first half. Really their only offense, that and the fake punt. Three receivers come right off the hash mark to the left. He's got Frick, Holt does to his left. Holt in the shotgun, waits the snap. Gets the snap, hands it to Frick, runs straight ahead, runs into a stone wall. Jaheim Thomas just buried him, and the football's loose, and nobody noticed it, and I believe Oak Hills was able to recover it. That ball was just sitting on the turf forever. No one really noticed it. A whistle wasn't blown, and finally it was Jaden Bodie who recovered an offensive lineman. Person, number 99, Yoshua Younger. The no gain on the play. Officials talking about it for a moment. I mean, no matter what, oh, kills fell on that football, but I think it was still a live ball. There's nobody noticed it. Could have been an easy first play turnover. Well, we got to show what the call was. Show what the referee's doing. Now he's trotting over to Kyle Prosser to talk to him. Another official trotting over to Mike Daniels to talk to him. I mean, no matter what, Oak Hills recovered the football. Actually, we, I guess we're going to have, they're going to call it no play for some reason. I don't know why, what in the world that's all about. Inadvertent whistle. So they call inadvertent they whistle. So the down gets replayed. That's insane. That's just what? terrible. What? That is awful. No whistle blew. Trips to the right, here comes Holt rolling right on the run, still trying to throw it on the run, throws a pass that's gonna be caught into Princeton territory at the 48 yard line, a diving grab by Devin Roper. Holt just rolled out and extended the play, Roper came back to him and he fired two, it complete at the complete Devin Roper. 49 yard line in Princeton territory, that's a first down Oak Hills. So even if that had been a second and 10 play, it doesn't matter, so all well that ends well. So it didn't end very well for Princeton. They should have recovered that fumble. Trip set to the left. Actually, two receivers left. The wing back now lines up left. Frick in the pistol behind Holt. Takes the handoff. Frick runs straight ahead and gets not much. Yard or two maybe to the 47-yard line. Joshua Younger, John Harris again. Jaheim Thomas. Christian Kilgis-Dixon. Second and eight for Oak Hills. Opening possession, second half. 
Princeton leading the Highlanders 27-7. Princeton Vikings football here on ESP Media. Blake Clock down to 15 as O'Kills gets, gets out of the huddle. Two receivers go left. They again line a wing back up left. That's he, uh, actually no, that's Aug who lines up left, I believe. Out of the shotgun, Holt takes the snap, rolling left to throw, being chased by Henry, fires a pass on the run through the hands of the intended receiver, who was David Parton Number two, at about the 43-yard line, and it goes incomplete. David Parton is incomplete. On the coverage for Princeton, number third six, Jaden Scarborough. Oh, kills from the Princeton 47-yard line. And MJ Horton hasn't been in since the second series of the game for Princeton at quarterback. We'll see who opens the second half. We're assuming he was injured. We've not gotten word on that. Goring Dern's thrown two long touchdown passes. Two receivers each side. Holton's going to be in the shotgun in an empty set. So they keep a tight end in the game. Princeton shows a seven-man front. Looks like they want to blitz. Now they back out of it. Now here comes a player up the middle rushing. Holt gets away from him. Rolling right. Throws it on the run through the hands of the intended receiver. That would have been a first down. That was a great play by Holt. And it went right through Young's hands at the 39-yard line right at the first down marker. That was a good throw. Pass. Number 14, Will Young is incomplete. So it'll be fourth down, and we'll see if Oak Hills opts to go for it down three scores here early second half. We haven't even played two minutes. John Harris comes in to push Darian Henry away from one of the officials for some reason. Oak Hills does show that it wants to punt it away. It'll be young to punt it. He wouldn't have to punt it if he caught the football. I mean, that was a pretty good throw by Holt on the run, running for his life, and Young did a good job to work his way back to his quarterback. He just didn't catch it. Joshua Younger trying to run off the field as they run the punt returner Bowers on. Play clock was down to two, but they're going to reset the play clock. Young, of course, last time he tried to punt it through a pass on a fake punt for a first down. See if Princeton's ready for it. Here's the snap back, and the punt is a good one. Angles towards the near sideline. going to bounce inbounds at the 15, inside the 10, and roll out of bounds to the 8-yard line. Second time he's pinned them deep. He pinned Princeton back at the 3-yard line back in the first quarter. The only good thing for the Vikings... To get out of the hole, they got a 97-yard touchdown pass from Durham to part, from Durham, excuse me, to Rodney Harris Jr. So 10:04 to go in the third, and Princeton will have it for the first time in the second half. On top, 27-7, but they are backed up at their own eight-yard line. Let's see who comes out at quarterback. Check out fixwesthills.com for dates. It will be again, Dorian Durham. Sends one receiver to the right, the open side of the field. That's Harris. Burkhalter to the left, the close side. He's got Boyd behind him in kind of a pistol set. Takes the snap. Fakes the handoff. Drops the throw. No, handed off to Boyd. Exactly. He bursts through across the 15, 20, 25 to the 30. Runs through a tackle to the 35-yard line before he's finally number tripped seven, up around Thomas the ankles Boyd by Heeman. Thomas Boyd rips off a 28-yard run and a first down Princeton at his own 36-yard line. Productive offensive night of the year by far in the GMC games for Princeton. At 348 yards at the half. There's a shotgun snap. It's a bad one. It's bobbled. Boyd picks it up. He's going to run with it. Running right across the 30, 35. Breaks a tackle across the 40. Carries a tackle with him to the 43-yard line. Then he fumbled it. It goes out of bounds. Boy, the shotgun snaps tonight have been an adventure. Javon Neal, the center. Has struggled getting that one was a hot one that was high and wide to Durham, but luckily it bounced right into Boyd's hands. He dropped it and picked it up and then runs for seven yards up to the 43-yard line. Second and three from there. Just one wide, no, actually wide outs each side off the hash mark to the right. Burkhalter to the left, Harris to the right. 
Point to the right of Durham in the shotgun, awaits the shotgun snap, gets the handoff. Angles off left guard, has a hole across the 45-50. Into Oak Hill's territory to the 43-yard line. Before he's finally brought down there by Jake Shera. That's another Princeton first down, so quickly from their own nine. Princeton's marched it all the way to the Oak Hills 44, just a handful of plays, and mostly on runs by Thomas Boyd. Ari Turner now in there at running back. Right out to each way, wing back Matthews to the left. There's another high snap, and this time Turner goes back and catches it off Durham's hands, and he's gonna be buried back at the 47 yard line. Man, they gotta get that right. Javon Neal is just, he has struggled snapping the football. Ari Turner is dropped to the backfield. That one sailed over Durham's head right to Turner. That's the second time a running back's had to catch the shotgun snap. That's a loss of 10 yards back to the 46-yard line. It's not a brutally cold night. It's a little chilly now that the sun's gone down. Probably temperature in the high 40s, maybe. Really, just got to get the shotgun snap. This is a good one. Durham takes it, hands it off to Turner. Angles off the right, has a running room. 50, side steps a man, 45, 44, side foot race. 35, 30, oh, Reed Turner, 20, 10, 5. Touchdown, Princeton, no flags. 54 yards, Ari Turner. Ari Turner, good for a Princeton touchdown. Boy, he showed some absolute wheels in the open field. He angled right, and when he got into the secondary, he just ran by people. And with 3.830 to go here in the third, Princeton expands its lead to 33-7 to with Michael Everson's extra point pending. What a run by Turner. He's had a nice night. Really hadn't carried the ball much this year for this Princeton team. Touchdown. Number 33, Robert Rutherford. Keep calling Robert Rutherford, but it's Michael Everson who's the extra point kicker. Coming into tonight, Ari Turner had four carries for 27 yards as the extra point is up and good, and he is approaching 100 yards rushing on the night and may have just gone over it. 8.30 to go in the third quarter. Princeton knocking on the door of maybe a running clock. It's the Vikings 34, Oak Hill 7. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, and it's powered by Sidearm Sports. London Computer Systems is a seven-time top workplace thanks to their top Cincinnati workforce. For three decades, LCS has been a leading provider of critical business technologies, including their signature property management software, Rent Manager. Take the next step in your career and join this award-winning workforce. Visit www.lcs.com careers today. Tickets are available at oakhillsports.com. Back here at Oak Hills High School, Princeton just marches 92 yards in pretty quick fashion to increase the lead over Oak Hills to 34-7. And Ari Turner having himself quite a night running the football at the half. Turner had rushed for 73 yards, so he's clearly over 100 tonight. Again, he's a young man that came into tonight with... Only four carries for 27 yards, 5'7", 140 pound junior, but man, when he got in the open field, can he scoot? And he scooted for six right there. It'll be Cobbs to kick it off. Teeing it up for Princeton, being number 23, Hayden Cobbs. the same duo back that's back deep. Number 20, Jaden Holmes. Jaden Holmes back there. And, 18, and 18, Logan, Logan Heyman to the far side. <laughs> Cobbs pooched the last kickoff into no man's land where Kills was able to scoop it up. Cobbs moves on the football and gets away very 
Fine drive is kick fielded by Heyman at the 10 going backwards. Trying to find some blockers across the 15-20. Sidestep to man 25. Ball's on the turf. It's loose. Let's see who's got it. There's a mad scramble at the 27-yard line. I do believe Oak Hill's got back on it. Heyman, I think, is the guy who recovered it, and he did. So it'll be first down for Oak Hills at its own 26-yard line here. Opening stage is second half. We've played just 3.40. This will be the second possession of the half for Oak Hills. And again, Princeton huddled around its coaching staff. I don't know why the ball's in play. Oak Hills is huddled up. They can just get out of the huddle and go. I don't know why the world Oak Hills. Oak Hills again, very, or Princeton again, very dawdling getting off the sideline. Oak Hills can line up and run a play, and they will. Princeton comes running out. Here's a swing pass running right across the 25 to the 30 and a nice open field tackle. I don't know what in the world Princeton's doing on that sideline. I ran love with a good tackle. I mean, the ball's in play. Mike Dino's coming over to tell one of the officials, but hey, the ball's spotted. You just can't stand on that sideline huddling around your guys. Get them on the field. That's crazy. That's the second time that's happened where Low Kills ran a snap with Princeton scurrying to get on the field. Two wideouts left, wing back left, nobody out wide right, out of the shotgun. Holt with Frick to his left, takes the snap. He's going to float a pass behind him. It's dropped, that's a loose ball. That's a live football, and I think Frick fell on it back at the 20-yard line. And he did. But it's going to be a loss. That's a lateral. They try to throw it as almost a swing pass, but they've lateraled that a few times to Frick. That one he dropped, and Darian Henry was thinking scoop and score and just couldn't quite get there in time. But the loss back to the Oak Hills 21-yard line now will be third and 15. A place for a team that's challenged to throw the football to be. Two receivers left, wing back left, nobody out wide right. Frick is to the left of Holt, who's in the shotgun. Takes the shotgun snap, running left. I think it's actually Frick running it. Across the 30 to the 33-yard line. He'll be just shy number of the first two, down. Devin nice Holt run. It is Holt, the quarterback, who took the snap. Both he and six, Frick were actually clapping or actually putting their hands out as if they were waiting the snap from the center. But it's Holt, who shows good speed. He gets to the perimeter. He can scoot a little bit. So fourth and three, and I think Kyle Prosser's going to go for this. Why not? Down 34-7, you're 0-7. Even though you're at your own 33-yard line, he feels he can make three yards. So here they come, and now a whistle and a, what do we got? Not sure what we got. We got the ball back in play. Now we're going to get a timeout, I think, Princeton. And they will. We'll take a timeout with them. 6.32 to go here in the third quarter of play. It'll be fourth and three Oak Hills from its own 33 when we come back, and it's Princeton 34, Oak Hill 7. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Filling an opening at your company means more than just finding an employee. You're looking for a fit, a match. Robert Half understands that. We know you need someone who can do the work, someone who complements your culture. And, of course, you need that someone fast. When it all comes together, it makes for a perfect fit. Satisfaction guaranteed. Robert Half, the matching experts in accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, and administrative staffing. Visit roberthalf.com radio for more information. Back here at Oak Hills High School, I'm Richard Skinner with producer-engineer Zach Waddell. 6.31 to go here in the third, and Kyle Prosser going to roll the dice with his team down 34-7. Oak Hills going to go for it on fourth and three from its own 33. Two receivers right, one wing back right. A running back to the left of Holt, who's in the shotgun. Oak Hills might have gotten a jump. No, they did not. 
So still trying to go with the hard count. They take the snap, snap it back to Frick this time. Has the, no, he did not. It looked like he was going to get it. He stopped at the 35-yard line. Now, this will depend on the spot. Oh, wow, that what a, that's just awful. And now a flag flies at the end of the play. Boy, that was a generous spot from the side judge. He, he was stoned at the 35-yard line, had to get to the 36 for the first down, and they gave him the mark. That's incredible. He didn't get anywhere close to that. He barely got to the 35-yard line before he was stonewalled. I thought he was going to get the first down myself, but he never crossed the 35. Here's the penalty. It's not going to make any difference. I think the penalty is going to go against Alex. Let's see. They're going to mark it off against Oak Hills. This may be a post-possession penalty. Personal foul, Oak Hills. Dead ball foul, personal foul, Highlanders. So if they got the first down, if they count this as the first down, and Mike Daniels wants to know about the spot. I don't blame him. That was a terrible spot. see what we get here out of this. I think it's going to be a first down, and if it is, it'll be first and 15. Or actually, yeah, first and 15 following the mark off. The marker still shows fourth and three, so they've not moved the marker back. And now they're going to move the whole chains back to the 21-yard line. Well, that was a terrible spot. That was just complete guesswork and assumption, because it did look for the, all the world the running back was going to get the first down, and all of a sudden he was just stoned at the 35-yard line. They got it, and the penalty, though, will back them up. So it'll be first and 10, actually, but back at the 21-yard line for Oak Hills with 6.25 to go in the third. I still don't know what they're talking about on the side. I mean, Mike Daniels is actually I think it's one of the defensive coaches is down on a knee trying to explain it. I, I think he's saying, listen, I don't think you got that side spotted it very well, and I don't either. Referee Dale Goodwin telling something now to Mike Daniels. I, I, I'll be. I mean, there's no replay. There's no review. You got to go with what the official called the side judge or the line judge, I guess, on this side called. Called it first down, but man, oh man, that was quite generous. So everything's restored to order, so supposedly it'll be first and 10 for Oak Hills at its own 21-yard line. The clock restarts with 6.20 to go here in the third. Princeton on top, 34-7. Two receivers right, wing back right. Frick to the right of the quarterback, Holt the shotgun takes the snap, rolling right to throw. He's in some pressure, he just flips it out to the running back, Frick. He tries to run laterally, does so across the 20-25, and bang, down of bounds at the 28-yard line. And here comes a late penalty flag. Two, Kevin Subtles absolutely eight, laid the wood on Frick, the running back, two, just Kevin a hair Suttles. laid out of bounds. There's a penalty flag on the field. Frick is hurt. Well, he took a sh shot. And that's gonna be a 15-yard personal foul against Princeton. Personal foul, Princeton. Frick is still down on the sideline. Wow. He took a shot from Suttles. 15-yard mark off against the Vikings. They'll give Oak Hills a first down in its own 43-yard line. See, they bring it as the running back now. Looks like it's going to be Logan Vickery. We've seen in the secondary, and there's a running back. College football, Ohio State on top of Northwestern, 7-0 early. There's a snap back to Holt, takes it, fakes it, going to keep it across the 45 to the 50, and Jaheim Thomas grabs it, but he's got the first down into Princeton territory to the Viking 46-yard line. Good run by Holt. He's quick. Thomas. 
First down for Oak Hills at the Princeton 46 with 5.55 to go here in the third. And Frick coming back in the game after he just took that shot a moment ago running the football. I think he's the one that brings the plays, and that's interesting to me. The running back's the one that calls the plays, but Holt's the quarterback. Two receivers right, wing back right. Holt in the pistol with Frick behind him. Takes the snap, hands it to Frick, running straight ahead and not going to go very far. Todd Harding wraps him up and drags him back. Aaron Frick with a carry. And let's see who else gets there. Christian Kilgus Dixon was also there on the stop. A very active group of defenders so far tonight for Princeton. They've been swarming the football. No gain on the play, second and 10. So Princeton can get a stop, get a score, and get this to a running clock. That would be the hope. Get two receivers right. There's a wing back, Young on the right. Frick behind, Holt takes the shotgun snap, fakes it, takes it, gonna try to run to the outside, running right, cut, tries to cut up field, he's chopped down back to the 47 for a loss of a yard. Great open field tackle by Jaden Scarborough, who just got him around the ankles and dropped him for a loss of a yard to the 47 yard line. Holt's pretty quick, but he let that play get extended and Scarborough came flying up to make the tackle. Great open field play, loss of a yard. So now third and 11 0 kills from the Princeton 47, probably four down territory for Kyle Prosser. He went forward on fourth and three from his own 33 on this drive and converted. Two receivers each way, empty backfield this time. Holt in the shotgun, they do have a tight end in the game. So double slots each way, five man front from Princeton. Here they come rushing all five. Dropping to throw Holt, throwing it deep down the middle of the field, nobody there. Closest defender was number Elijah two, Eberhardt, the defensive pass. back. For number seven, David Parton is so it'll be fourth down, Parton was the intended receiver. Number four, Elijah Eberhardt. And the two times that they punted Princeton down in there, the Vikings went 97 yards for a touchdown and 92 yards for a touchdown. The drives, one of the one of those plays was a was a 97-yard touchdown play. They're going to go for it on fourth and 11 from the Princeton 47, 4.15 to go in the third, and the Vikings up 34-7. If they come with that empty look again, they do. Two receivers each way. Very tight slots, though. Off the hash mark to the right. Holt in the shotgun. Pats his head. Waits for the shotgun snap. Takes it. Drops the throw. Looking. Throwing it deep down the left sideline for a receiver. It's going to be caught down at the 29-yard line. Caleb Crawford. No, now they say incomplete. Caleb Crawford was in coverage. He was hand fighting all the way with the intended receiver, Devin Roper. Devin Roper is incomplete. And apparently got a hand there to rip it away, and Princeton will take over on downs at its own 47-yard line. Cal Prosser wanted interference. There was a lot of hand fighting between both, and Caleb Crawford might have got away with one there, but as it was, he was able to get a hand at the last second and rip it away. Maybe a break for Princeton, and now if they can get a score on this drive, we can get ourselves to running clock territory. As we're broadcasting outside on a fairly chilly night, not overly cold, just chilly. I think we would all in the broadcast team take that. Here's the shotgun snap, hand off the boy, trying to swing it wide right, across the 45, still running laterally. He runs over a tackler and buries, bulls his way up to the 47 yard Number line. Number seven, Thomas Boyd, the ball carrier. This boy's a strong cat. He ran over a would-be tackler right there. At three yards when really they should have stopped him for no game. Thomas Boyd with a chance for a 100-yard night, perhaps. Iren, or actually, excuse me, Ari Turner already over 100 yards rushing. Dorian Durham's thrown for almost 200 on the night. 
And MJ Horton not in there after the second series. They hand off Boyd, and off left guard. Runs over one tackler, runs through another, and dives forward to the 44-yard line. What a nice effort by Thomas Boyd. Number seven, Thomas Boyd, the ball carrier. He had a man around his ankles at the 47. And he just ran through it. Now they'll mark him. That's a, that's a bad spot. They probably got down to the 44-yard line. They mark him back at the 46. Okay. So third and three, Princeton from there. Wideouts left and right. Jamar Matthews going to line up on a wing left. Boyd to the left of Dorian Durham, who's in the shotgun, awaiting the snap. It's been an adventure times in the shotgun snap. This is a good one. Handoff Boyd. Running right. Angles right. Inside the 45 and tripped up at the 40-yard line. Falls forward there. That's going to be enough for a first down. That was a really nice tackle by, I believe, Jake Shera. Credit Bo Jaden Bodie, but I thought Shera is the one that got his ankles. But it's a first down Princeton at the... Oak Hills 40-yard line. Up 34-7. Late stages here the third. Slot right. One receiver left. Off the hash mark to the right. Dorian Durham on the shotgun. Here's Matthews. Comes in motion. Gets the jet sweep running left. Trying to get to the corner. Gets a good block there. Gets inside the 40. Sideline 35. And banged out of bounds at the 30-yard line. And that was close to a late hit along the sideline. Heeman belted him out of bounds. And a 10-yard gain. I think it's going to be wiped out by a Princeton hole on the perimeter. On the stop for the Highlanders, number 18, Logan Heyman. There's and a that's exactly what will field. be, a holding penalty against holding Princeton. Will make it first and 20 instead of first and 10 at the Oak Hills 30-yard line. That's a little disappointing. That was a good run by Matthews. Working back to the 50. That looked like the right call. When you get those perimeter runs, if you get those hands out in any way, shape, or form, it makes it very easy for the officials to call, and Princeton's done that a lot this year. Really good runs that have been wiped out by holding penalties in space. First and 20 now for Durham in the gun. Has receivers each way. Slot to the right, actually. Turner back in there is the running back. Here's Matthews in motion. Fake it to him. Hand it to Turner. Straight ahead he comes. Picks his way inside the 45 and is spun down at the 44 for a six-yard gain. Turner with the carry. Again, coming into tonight, just four carries all season for Ari Turner. No James Price again tonight. On the stop for the Highlanders, but, number 77. Excuse me, Ari Turner having a good night. Well over 100 yards right now. Second and 13 for Princeton at the Oak Hills 44. 225 to go here in the third. Princeton trying to improve the five and three. Keep the playoff hopes very much abuzz. Shotgun snap, Durham takes it, hands it to Turner, bounces off his own blocker, trying to get to the outside, makes a cut, spins his way, and doesn't get much. Got down to maybe That's the 42-yard line. Harry Turner, the ball carrier, on the stop to the Highlanders. Field tackle by Heyman. Number 18, Logan Heyman. And Heyman's had a nice night tackling. So it'll be third 11, Princeton at the 42-yard line. They're going to get about just inside the 31 for a first down, so maybe call it third and 12. Doesn't matter, they got to get just inside the 31, just shy of the 30 for the first. They go slot right with Matthews and Harris. Burkhalter wide left by himself. Turner to the left of Durham in the shotgun awaits the snap, and Oak Hills jumps offside. So instead of third and about 12 or so, or third and 11, it'll be third and six, thanks to the five free yards. Dead ball foul, offsides, Highlanders. And now you get into possibility for Mike Daniels to think this is a four down territory and try to get two plays to pick up the yardage. Watch the ball. Watch the ball. So we'll call it third and six. They kind of got a little, nice little nudge spot forward on the five-yard walk-off. Same formation, Burkhalter, wide left, Harris, 
Matthews wide right. Matthews in the slot. See if they send him in motion. They do not. Durham takes the shotgun snap. Blitzes on. Looking right. Fires right. Wide open. Caught down inside the 30 by Burkhalter. Or making by Harris. He's down to the 28-yard line. That's enough for a first down. Nice throw by Durham. He saw the blitz coming. Did a good job of hanging it in there and made a good throw to Harris. That's a first down. They mark it at the 29-yard line. A minute 29 to go in the half. Harris goes wide right, Burkhalter left, Matthews gonna line up on a wing left, Boyd's back in there as the running back to the left of Durham in the shotgun, looking at a five-man front, takes the snap, handed off to Boyd, running over right guard, inside the 25, 20, 15, cuts outside, 10, five, that's another touchdown for Thomas Boyd. Third touchdown rushing of the night for Thomas Boyd. He had three touchdowns rushing two weeks ago against Hamilton, or excuse me, against Middletown, and he's got three tonight, and Princeton's increased the lead to 40 to seven with a minute five to go in the third which means we've reached running clock time with a 30-point lead in the second half. It'll be Michael Everson to attempt the point after. He had one block tonight, but other than that, he's made the other ones. Dorian Durham will hold it. And this has been an impressive offensive night for Princeton, probably well over 500 yards total offense in the th still in the third quarter. Low snap and another one blocked. Really, that, I don't even know if that's considered blocked. I don't think he got that much off the ground, but it doesn't matter. 105 to go here in the third quarter. We'll have the running clock when we continue. It's Princeton 40, Oak Hill 7. It's Princeton 40. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. Loveland Chiropractic Office has been treating patients in the Loveland area since 1921. We have generations of experience that continue to lead the field in chiropractic care. With our experience, we have high level of success with acute injuries as well as chronic conditions. You can find us online at lovelandchiro.com. That's lovelandchiro.com. And on Facebook. Back here at Oak Hills High School, Richard Skinner along with Zach Waddell, our producer engineer, doing a great job as always. I know not a lot of people from the Princeton Staying community made Princeton, the trip here tonight. And hopefully you're listening to us and Dr. enjoying Hollander, the broadcast and enjoying a pretty good overall performance for Princeton tonight. They've run it, they've thrown it, they've run it in different ways. Thomas Boyd probably over 100 yards now. Ari Turner over 100 yards, Dorian Durham over 200 yards passing, so that's a pretty productive offensive night and good balance, probably the most balance we've seen from Princeton offensively this year. Cobbs to kick it away. Moves on the football and gets away. Very knuckleball-y kick heading towards the sideline. It's gonna go out of bounds. Okay, you gotta get that one off the side of his foot. Almost pull it to the left. So, their kills will have good field position, but their offense tonight, really, other than a couple of nice runs by the quarterback, Devin Holt, he's over 100 yards rushing tonight, although that may go backwards with, he starts to try to throw it, because they he's been running for his life on almost every pass attempt. He's had a couple of nice runs tonight, including the one at the very end of the first half on the last play of the half when he scrambled on a pass play, design pass play, scrambled 51 yards for a touchdown with no time remaining. And that's the only points of the night for Oak Hills. Came in tonight having been shut out in each of their last two games. And what do we got? We got a timeout, Princeton. And Mike Daniels slams his play sheet to the ground. He was not happy at all. I don't know if they didn't get lined up properly or what the deal was, but he was not happy. I mean, he took timeout, his play Princeton. sheet and slammed it to the turf. We'll keep it here on this timeout. Again, a reminder, Princeton 
came into the night number six in Division I, Region Four in the Harbins. The only team in the region to have clinched a playoff berth to this point is Fairfield. In fact, one of the few teams across the state really to have clinched a playoff berth to this stage, but they have clinched a playoff berth. Of course, Fairfield's still undefeated. Looking for all the world like they're about to head to a clash with Colerain in the last regular season game. Last score we had the Cardinals were up at halftime over Mason, only 13-7, however. And in some semblance of order, I'm doing this off the top of my head, but Fairfield was one. I believe Elder was two, X was three. Colerain came into the week number four. Lakota West was number five. Princeton was six. And I believe Lakota East seven, Sycamore eight is how it shook down. Check to the timeout first down. Here's Holt turns, hands it off to Frick, trying to pick his way through the pile. It doesn't get very far. Stacked up at the 37 and pushed backwards. And that will be a very short game of a couple. Harris and also there, Calvin Shaw. Calvin Shaw. That could be the last play of this third quarter. There's a six-second differential between the play clock and game clock, which game clock is down to 15, and Oak Hill still hasn't gotten out of the huddle. They do break the huddle. May have enough time to get this off down to 10 seconds. Three receivers going to go left. Actually, two left. Wing to the left. They're running back to the left of Holt. He's going to swing it out behind him. Caught by Freck, trying to run laterally, trying to get to the sideline. Not going to get very far. Kevin Suttles came up and made a great open field tackle for a loss back to the 33. And on that play, a very good play by Kevin Suttles. That brings us to the end of the third quarter. Through three quarters of play here from Oak Hills High School. It's Princeton 40, Oak Hills 7. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports. For over 55 years, Miller Valentine has worked in close collaboration with businesses when they are ready to build, renovate, or expand. Choosing Miller Valentine as your construction partner means aligning yourself with passionate experts who recognize the value of a team approach. Having grown from a small general contractor to a nationally recognized construction company, Miller Valentine listens closely to your needs to recommend the best combination of construction techniques to fit your project. For more information about Miller Valentine Group, please visit us at www.mvg.com. Welcome back here to Oak Hills High School. The crowd was the crowd. There wasn't much of one tonight. Starting to thin out a little bit on a, it turned into a chilly night. Not a, obviously not a brutally cold night by any stretch. We started the game with kickoff with temperature around 55, but when that sun set, it got a little cool quickly, but still very comfortable for an October night. Third down and 12 for Oak Hills. We're in running clock territory with Princeton starting the fourth quarter up 40 to seven. Here is Holt rolling right to throw, flips a pass over the middle and it's caught for a first down. Up at the four, no, actually now incomplete, he dropped it. But that looked like for all the world like it was gonna be complete. I have no idea how David Park number didn't two, catch that. It was Jaden Scarborough was in on coverage who broke it up. Oak Hills will have to kick it away. Young will be in for punt formation. Fake one early in the game, did Will Young, and threw a 16-yard completion for a first down. Clearer Bowers drops back to his own 30 to await it. Despite the incompletion. With the running clock, and Princeton's gonna have too many guys on the field. And here's the punt, the flag flies, it's gonna bounce, Bowers is gonna field it. Sidesteps one man at the 30, cuts through some traffic across the 35, in the clear far side 40, penalty flag flies again to the 50, 45, and down to the 40 yard line, but I think Princeton's gonna get caught for two violations. They clearly had too many guys on the field. They had 13 at one point. One got off, and trying to hustle off, 
was Jason uh, Jason Randall. And then I think we're gonna get a holding or a block in the back on Princeton on the punt return. So two penalties. Stats through three quarters. Thanks to our guy Dan Wright. Appreciate him for bringing him up here. We're on the roof actually broadcasting. Princeton doesn't quite have 500 yards yet, but darn close. 498 on 43 plays. Oak Hills with one of the more productive games in a while offensively. Came in average just 139 yards, but has 201. And of those 201, Devin Holt has 125 on the ground and 56 through the air. So he's accounted for 181 of those yards. Princeton rushing. Thomas Boyd, 164 on 15 totes. Ari Turner, 134 on 11 totes. They've rushed for 304. Dorian Durham, I was wrong. He's at 194 yards passing on the night. So they're going to take the mark off of the legal block in the back. So Princeton will now start back on its own 27-yard line. But again, we are in running clock territory. Graciously. Turns already up to the line to snap it. The official's not in place yet. Going to wait for them for a second. Very bunch formation to the left. Horton back in the game at quarterback? Let's see. No, actually, it's a new quarterback. We'll set him for it. It's a good run across the 30. Far side, 35-40. Running into the clear is Makai Lynn. A penalty flag flies. He runs it all the way to the 30-yard line. I think you're going to get a legal block at the 50, a blindside block 18, on Princeton. Mikai Lynn, the ball carrier. Mikai Lynn with a great run. Jamar Matthews and D'Angelo Foster threw a block at about the 50, but I think that's where they're going to come back. Great thing about the running clock is when penalties are called, and by the time you sort them out, about two minutes comes off the clock. This is coming back. This is a great run by Mikhail Lynn. So he's in the game. Third quarterback Princeton's used tonight. MJ Horton started. Apparently got hurt and came out. Then Durham came in. They'll call legal block in the back will be Locking the call. Mikhail Lynn with a nice run. Now this will be marked from the spot of the infraction. So by the time they mark this off, it's at the 35-yard line. So it'll be first and three. They got to get first and two. They have to get to the 37-yard line for a first down. Very bunch formation, and now official timeout for what? I don't know. Oh, football came loose on the sideline. So they come to the bunch formation to the right. Three or four receivers kind of stacked up. Lynn takes the snap, drops the snap, and it's loose on the turf, and somehow, someway, Oak Hills recovers it. He tried to run before he caught the snap. They were just going to run that same quarterback run going right that time, and Lynn just lost his focus. And hopefully it doesn't cost us losing the running clock. No kills will start at the Princeton 30-yard line. Just a young guy in there for the first time, Mikai Lynn. He's a sophomore, 6'3", 180. He just took his eye off of it. The clock stopped on the change of possession momentarily, but now it rolls again inside, 9.40 to go. Empty set, two receivers each way for Oak Hills. Devin Holt, the quarterback, he stands in the shotgun at the 35 to await the snap. Gets it, rolling left to throw. He's in some trouble trying to get to the corner. Now he's going to throw a pass on the run towards the end zone. Overthrow. Pretty good coverage. Caleb Crawford down there again doing some hand fighting with Devin Roper. Pass. Well, he'll be disappointed this gets under the running clock, especially this game well in control. Clock does run on the incompletion. 40-7 Princeton. They let it 14-0 after one quarter. 27-0. Holt actually now had to come out of the game. We'll see who's in at quarterback. Holt getting, it looks like his right calf worked on. Maybe he got a cramp. Let's see who's in there as the quarterback here. 
believe that's going to be Ian Schaefer who's in there at quarterback. Waiting for the shotgun snap, takes it. He actually, it's the Frick, he runs straight ahead. Doesn't get much inside the 30, down to the 28. So a short gain of two. Bring up third and eight, see if Holt, now they're still working on Holt, right down here in front of us on the bench. We're again perched on top of the press box tonight outside. It's a good vantage point. So he'll get two, make it third and eight for Oak Hills. Three receivers wide right. Running back to the right of Schaefer, who's in the shotgun. Waits the snap, takes the snap, drops the throw, looking, fires towards the far sideline, has a receiver, and we may get a penalty flag there. No, they say incomplete. Pretty good coverage, I guess, by Jaden Scarborough. Looked like he was draped all over the receiver when the pass was thrown, but they said, nope, incomplete pass. Number nine, That'll be a fourth down now for Oak Hills. Schaefer on the season. Came into the night. He's the backup quarterback. He has gotten some snaps. Actually, take back Young was the only other guy that, that, that got some snaps. Young was one of 16 passing on the year. We did see him complete a pass, though, out of punt formation. So fourth and eight for Oak Hills from the 28-yard line. Trip set right. Schaefer takes the shotgun snap, throws a quick slant, throws it over everybody's head. Oh, I wasn't even close, and Princeton will get it over on down. So the fumble by the youngster, Lynn, does not cost Princeton. And with 7.24 to go in the football game, the Vikings will take it back over, leading it 40-7. to It was supposed to be a quick slant, and it was sailed over everybody's head incomplete. Let's see if Lynn can... Make sure he secures the snap this time around as opposed to taking his eye off of it. Well, Princeton wants to do a whole lot fancy here. Just get a bunch of subs in the game and run the clock out. So Lynn's in the shotgun. We'll set the running back for you here in a second. Takes the snap, hands it off. Is that Turner still in the game? I think it is. He runs straight ahead. Takes a tackle with him all the way up to the 34-yard line. It was. Number three, Ari Turner again. Turner, the ball a great night running that football. Gained about six yards up to the 34. Inside seven minutes to go. Princeton very deliberate. Play clock down to 20. Right receivers each way. Wing back to the left. And Lynn dropped the shotgun snap again, but Turner was able to fall. And he's got to just secure the snap. That was actually a good snap. He's just trying to do too much with it too quickly. Turner was able to fall on it, but it's a loss to the 32-yard line. Some problems in the first with the starting group, actually, with Javon Neal making some errant shotgun snaps, but that one was right to lead the two. He's dropped. We're right at it. Third and six from the 32-yard line for Princeton. Wide outs each way, wing back left. Turner behind Lynn in the shotgun, gets the handoff, running straight ahead, across the 35, to the 40, 45, cuts left, sidesteps one man, sidesteps another to the 50, and he's into Oak Hills territory, another nifty run for Ari Turner. Turner did a great job, he stopped and sidestepped one man at the 50, then sidestepped another going the other way. Showing some quicks right there. Boy, Ari Turner again, just limited snaps coming into the night, four rushes all year. He's having a big night at the rate he's going. He may get a chance to get to the 200-yard mark. Princeton obviously now well over 500 yards. By the way, got an update. Mason's beating Coleraine 22-19 in the fourth quarter. How about that? Coleraine's won 80 straight Greater Miami Conference games. 
from the shotgun. Here is a fake by Lynn. He's going to try to keep it. Runs right and gets down to the 45. Before they're going to wrap him up, Logan Number Vickery. 18, the ball on the stop. Number 11, Logan Vickery. Approach, well, they actually marked it at the 46. As we approach five minutes to go, again, we're at the running clock portion of the program. Which nobody here in the crew is complaining about by any stretch with Princeton comfortably up 40 to seven. That would be a big win for Mason. Of course, that's the team that Princeton finishes the regular season at home with after the game next week at home against Lakota West. There's a high snap. Lynn gets it, hands it to Turner. He's in some trouble, and Ari Turner's going to be tackled for a loss. Marking back at the, let's see where they mark it, the 45-yard line maybe. They're rolling a bunch of different offensive linemen in right now. Princeton is. They actually gave forward progress to the 49, but it's back in Princeton territory. They'll make it third and 13. See if they let Lynn maybe toss a pass up here. Again, you don't have to really worry about stopping the clock on an incompletion because you really have the running clock. Receivers each way. They got a wing back lined up to the left. Lynn's in the shotgun with Turner to his left. Takes the snap. He's just going to run a straight quarterback one to the left. He gets to the outside of the 50, 45, far side, 40. Up the sideline, 35, and banged out of bounds at about the 30-yard line. And that's going to be a first down. Kai Lynn with a great run. That's a first down, Princeton. So, Mason, it is indeed up 22-19. By the way, Winton Woods has pulled it within 35-31 of Elder. So Mason got a touchdown and a two-point conversion to extend the lead to 22-19. That would be a huge win for Mason to put it in the playoff picture. So a lot of playoff ramifications here in the last handful of weeks involving Greater Miami Conference schools. From the 30-yard line now, Lynn in the gun, takes a hand, or hands it off to Turner. He runs off right guard and runs it inside the 25 to the 23-yard line. Ari Turner, the ball carrier. LaSalle in the third quarter, leads St. X 22-15. This is Zach Waddell for some of these score updates. Great night of high school football. You're starting to get some of those matchups that means, mean a lot. You had Winton Woods Elder tonight, two really good teams. You had LaSalle and X, two really good teams going tonight. And Fairfield is steamrolling Sycamore 31-3. They might be the best team in the city. Here's Lynn running left after the shotgun snap. He's trying to bounce it outside, does so at the 20, runs up the sideline, 15, 10, and he fell down at the three-yard line. Actually, they'll mark him down at the one-yard line. Number 18, Mikhail Lim. West area. leading East in the East-West rivalry. Be a big win for Tommy Bolden's crew. They lead 16-7 with 9.25 to go in the game. Now let's see what, what, what Mike Daniels does. He's got backups in the game. It would not be running up the score with the backups in the game, but he could probably take three knees and call it a day. And how about Cole Rain? They just score on a 72-yard touchdown run to go back on top of Mason, 26-22 with the point pending. Here's Lynn in the shotgun as we hit two minutes to go in the football game. They're lining up to run a play. Don't blame them. Low snap, and it's still fumbled on the field, and Oak Hills is gonna recover it at the 11-yard line. So Cole, or rather, Princeton, trying to run a play down there, just fumbles it away. The second time Lynn's fumbled it away. There's an injured Oak Hill, no, there's an injured Princeton player on the field. What sure that is? That might be Lynn. So 1.50 to go in the game. The clock has stopped due to the injury. In that Coleraine game, there's just under five minutes to go 
with Colerain on top, 26-22 with the point pending. All right, we will attend to the injured player. Let's take a quick timeout. We'll come back for the conclusion of this. Princeton going to go to 5-3. and three. They lead Oak Hills 40-7. This is Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media. It's powered by Sidearm Sports. For professional staffing, there's only one name you need to know. Robert Half. Robert Half custom matches our candidates to your specific hiring requirements by combining personalized service from local staffing experts with an advanced matching technology based on 70 years of successful placements. For highly skilled accounting, finance, IT, legal, marketing, or administrative staffing, count on Robert Half. We'll find you productive, engaged employees. Learn more at roberthalf.com radio. Back here at Oak Hills for the conclusion of this. The injured player was Mikhail Lynn, but he did get off and trot off under his own power, so that's good to see. But Princeton, which was knocking on the door to score, turns it over. That's, I think, the, what, the fourth turnover tonight. And yet Princeton's up 40-7. to seven. The clock running again as Oak Hills hasn't run a snap. Now they do, and dropping the throw is Schaefer. Throws it over the middle, incomplete. And with the running clock, continue to run despite the incompletion. Number two, Devin Holtz, uh, Devin Holtz pass intended for number 21. Devin and now Colerain has come up with an interception of Mason. So after Mason had taken the 22-19 lead, Colerain got a 72-yard touchdown run. And now they've come up with an interception with just over four minutes to go. We're under a minute to go in this one. There's a snap back, dropping to throw Schaefer, looking over the middle, sidearms it in and out of the hands of the intended receiver at the 15-yard line. That was Roper. Two, Devin pass Actually, Devin Holt is back in the game. So good to see that he, he might have just been cramping up with that right calf. And this coming up could be the final play of the game. We're down to 30 seconds. They're not even out of the huddle yet. And yes, you're saying incompletion. Again, don't forget, because of the running clock, it doesn't matter. Holt has three receivers to the left. It's the shotgun snap, takes it, drops the throw, looks left, fires left, tipped in. It's going to be short hopped in. Did they say he caught it? I believe he did. Number two, Devin Holtz. That was Roper up at the 17-yard line, Devin down Roper. to nine seconds. They'll try to get one more playoff. It's going to be fourth down. This will be the final play, down to three. Gets the snap. Holt fades, going to throw it deep down the middle of the field. This is going to be intercepted. No, dropped. And that's going to end the football game. So the Princeton Vikings do what they had to do to keep those playoff hopes alive. They came in against an inferior opponent and handled them a convincing victory tonight as Princeton goes on to win it here over Oak Hills by a final count of 40-7. Two long touchdown passes from Dorian Durham. 97 yards to Rodney Harris Jr., 39 yards to Rodney Harris Jr., and three Thomas Boyd touchdown runs. Boyd and Ari Turner, big nights on the ground, both well over 150 yards apiece. Princeton with one of his most complete performances of the season, bouncing back very nicely after that loss to Fairfield last week with a 40-7 win. Next week, the Vikings back at home. They'll be back at home for the final two games with the playoffs on the line. Lots to play for, so should be a great stadium. Should be a great environment. As Tom Bolden, the former Colerain coach, brings his Lakota West team into town. They were leading Lakota East late. It looks like they'll be going to 6-2, so should be a great matchup next Friday night. At Pat Mancuso Field in Jake Sweeney Automotive Roof Stadium. We hope to see you there. If not, be sure to catch us right here on ESP Media for the Princeton Vikings football broadcast. For producer engineer Zach Waddell, I'm Richard Skinner. Thanks for being with us. The final score tonight from Oak Hills. It was all Princeton. Vikings 40, Oak Hills 7. Princeton goes to 5-3. Oak Hills falls to 0-8.
You've been listening to Princeton Vikings football from ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.